sit back and relax while listening to the Train Kickers podcast. I'm Dave, and along with my co-hosts Dan and Steve, we're going to take you all around the world in miniature wargaming. We're going to start the episode with a bit of news and hobby and all of that. But when we get to the main section of the episode, we're going to be continuing our discussion on the Trader Legios for Titanicus. In particular, tonight we're going over Mordaxis, Audax, Magna, and Volturum. Now, on to the show. All right, gentlemen, and how are you this uh, fine evening? Oh, I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. Um, uh, you know, it's getting close to spring break, so God knows I I need the break and the kids need the break. But honestly, I don't care about the kids. I need the break. Um, God, I hope I, none of them listen. Know, I fucking hope not. <laughs> I really, I they they know. So, what fun fact? I always tell them if you can find my my social media, then I've done a poor piss poor job of hiding it. Now. They never have found my Facebook, my YouTube channel, my Instagram. I don't think they found the podcast, but they have found my MySpace. As embarrassing as that is, wait, and you can actually still find that MySpace. It's still alive. MySpace still works. Um, it's not even cached either. Cached, 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 cached. Yeah, it's not even cached. It's straight up. You type in my name, and my MySpace pops up with all my old like high school and middle school photos. Oh, it's so. Oh God. So, so cringe. Okay, I, I, I got a better I question. Why did they, how did they even know MySpace is a thing? These kids are like they they're children. No, no, they, they don't even know what a floppy yeah. disk is. They're like, yeah. that's a save icon. Yeah. They they type my name in Google and it pops up because those are the only res- results. You know, those are the only things I have my actual name on. The rest of it is just monikers or aliases. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I've been working on a lot of stuff. Um, yeah, I finally painted my infinity. Um, because someone, uh, someone, uh, went to Adepticon. One of my friends went to Adepticon and picked me up, uh, the monkey boxes that they, the, the new sculpts of the monkeys. So I sold off my military orders that I never painted and have been in my desk for God, how long since we started the podcast, even before we started the podcast. Yeah. Honestly, probably a little bit before. So we're going on, I want to say close to six months. Over November. Yeah, October, November, okay. probably even September. Um, they were unopened, so I sold them for 140 bucks, which was like 20% off what they were worth. That's not bad. Um, and yeah, the, because they were they were sealed. It's literally like, here's 20% off of what you normally would buy, no shipping. Um, and so I got uh, the monkeys. Um, I painted them up, I think, really nicely. Steve can interject and say they look like shit. I posted them on the – I posted pictures on the uh, Discord channel. Um, but I went with like a desert scheme, which I really kind of like. I'm not going to lie. Um, and then the bases, I went with like a weird teal blue, uh, kind of alien like teal, um, with some flowers. And honestly, I think it's going to pop. I think they're going to look really nice. And then they, I got nameplates as well. So yeah. what I will say, I do think they look really good. And I, I think the big thing is they look very good for what you wanted to do with them. Cause like you said, you lose that contrast and stuff like that. You know, these for what I would call a little bit of a, a quicker style. One, because you could spend four hours on an Infinity model if you wanted. Oh yeah, no, it's insane. You know, for for the style that you went for, I think it does work very well. Um, just for me personally, when I think of Infinity, I usually think of that like that's the one spot where if I'm going to spend hours on a model, that might be where I do it, and that might be to my detriment as to why my Infinity is unpainted. <laughs> but... To be fair, the Morats are kind of they lend. I, I so I, I practice. I not practiced. I. I basically experimented with contrast and just because like the level of detail on the models like just uh 
Trey Talk. I can't pronounce their fucking names. Uh, Anyat. I know it's Anyat. It's the model all the way to the left with the sword up in the air. Okay. That coat, I know it's very hard to zoom in, but that coat that looks like multicolored green, that's just one contrast paint. Oh, okay. That's just one thing. But it looks like there's like six different colors in there um, because of just the level of deep, like the level of levels on that coat that got picked up by the multiple dry brushes I did before I contrasted. So there's okay. grays, there's whites, there's browns, and it all got picked up by the contrast. So now there's like a gradient. So it looks really like that. I like it. And, and and the desert scheme is actually pretty cool. It looks like they're going to drop in a desert. Um, yeah. I'm doing all right. I've been working on a bunch of salamanders. Um, decided that, you know, this is going to be the second army I have ready for demos when Heresy 2.0, whatever you want to call it, drops. Um, so, you know, I'm just trying to get a bunch of basic troops done. So I got a Flamer squad that I pretty much finished painting and a Recon squad in Mark Six armor. And now working on some breachers I converted in Mark Threes. Ooh, 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 okay, okay. Yeah, so their shields are made out of two uh, Source Warrior shields from Sigmar. Mm. Kind of spliced together, doing a little, a little bit bigger. Okay. And then they got a bunch of Spellcrow upgrades. They got all the flames and stuff. That's what I'm currently working on, base coating it. I hate base coating so much. It's the most boring <laughs> part of painting. I uh, love airbrush. highlighting. I love shading. Yeah, okay, I, I can't airbrush this. Paintbrush bro all the way. Paintbrush club all the way. Nice. Good, bro. Oh, that airbrush shit. I can't lick my airbrush. <laughs> can't lick lick the poison off my airbrush. Uh, it's only poison depending on the cleaner that you use. Most of them are poison. Um, oh, so Steve, I was gonna say, please, Steve, tell me, are you gonna three D print what I sent you? That that. So we found a uh, STL of a. Uh, okay, hold on. I always fuck this up in English. It's a Land Raider sized mastodon. So it's a it's a it's a land raider or it's a mastodon sized to a land raider, and it looks fantastic in my opinion. It's and pretty sick. So I I bought the STL and it's just it's so freaking cool, and I, I kind of want to do it for my custodies because they can take land raiders, but I don't like land raiders, so I was gonna use it like as a mastodon. Anyway, me going crazy. It is a very nice model. I wonder how long it'll take to print on. Oh, uh, there's a hundred. Give you a bunch of parts. Yeah, there's 400 parts, but you're not going to use 400 Jeez. parts because I mean, to be fair, there's uh, uh there were Are they pre-supported or yeah, is it like no, they're pre-supported or they're, or they're you can print them flat or you can support them yourselves. It comes in through. So, for example, the assault cannon. That, that sounds like FDM printing. Yeah, the assault cannon spawns soon. There are three separate STLs for the assault cannon. One that's supported, one that's unsupported, and then uh, something else that I forgot what it was. Um, but yeah, no, it looks really freaking cool. It, it, I, I kind of want it for my custodians. Yeah, it's a, it's a sick model. Is that a Maker's Cult model, or is that one of the other ones? You know, I actually have no idea the creator. I bought it from... I had to buy it. It was like 16 15 bucks it's not bad uh, support, support uh, local creators yeah support local copyright ace minis it's called ace minis probably ace send, minis. Okay. yeah hold on, let me see if i could send this to dave's so maybe I, i'm assuming you're sharing your screen dave 
Uh, not on this for the moment. Um, I, so if you send it to me, oh. I might be able to blow it up. The big thing is I'm not doing it right now because I post pictures in um, related to all of this. So I don't really have anything to share now. But if you give, if you put that in, I'll try to make sure that's par that part shows up. Yes. Yeah, I'll send it because it, it, I mean, to be fair, it does actually look really, really good in my opinion. It, it, I, 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 I try to like not be too overall, not too, um, what's the word I'm looking for to, uh, too positive about something. Cause you know, there's always negatives, but here I send it to you. Okay. It looks pretty okay. fucking cool. And it's the size of a land Raider. Okay. Uh, let's take a look. Let's make this screen a little bit bigger. Let's uh, zoom in on this boy a little bit here. Oh, he does. I do like that. Um, so like I said, right. for anyone following along. So, um, especially when we do Titanicus, it's always kind of nice if you, you know, stream through the YouTube or something like that instead, because we do put up pictures from the community related to this. And actually, I did, forgot to put out a call to on Reddit for this. Some of the Legios I'm a little light on, so I might still try to do that because I don't have to edit till tomorrow night. Um, but this is through Colts. It's an Armored Mighty MRHV complete kit. Uh, Sci-fi modular tank that is... Uh, yeah, it is a little bit better than Lamar. I kind of like it. It's a, it's so it's a Mastodon. It's it's a it's a Forge World. Ma it's a it's basically okay. That's supposed a, to be Mastodon. Okay, Mastodon style. Um, yeah, say, yeah, it's a, it's a Mastodon style. How about that? Okay. Um, oh, it's yeah, grab yeah, based. I grab wheels or, or treads. Okay. Yeah, you could do grav wheels. You could put a turret on the top if you don't want to put a turret on top. You don't have to. It came with like sixteen fucking sponsoons. From assault cannons to flares, sponsons to like Volkite to assault cannons. I also put the Mastodon on there so you can compare it. Um, but the Mastodon is huge. I should point out like the Mastodon model from Forge World is fucking massive. That I knew. It is a, yeah, it is a, you've seen it probably from Brett, but this is more land where this is more um, playable size. <laughs> the nicest way to put it and it looks good I monetarily like it. much more reasonable because the mastodons yes. currently run 583 i don't know if i want to so I'm, I'm debating whether to do because custodians always have skimmers mm -hmm. so i'm tempted to run it like a skim without the top turret of course but i kind of want to run it as a uh skimmer instead of a tank tread that, it, it makes it more yes, more unique return to the og with the flying land um exactly the flying land raider. raider that's why i saw this Okay, good. Someone understands me. Yeah. <laughs> so, someone fucking understands. Uh, custodian from Dave, who's probably lost in uh, Horse Heresy. Um, original like old, yeah, hard old, 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 old shit. Or like original Horse Heresy. Um, custodians didn't have the Coronas grab tank, which is that big, thick, bootied tank. They had land raiders that floated. That grab land raiders, which is fucking fantastic. Not yeah, make it float. It, it, it also it wore no shirts back then. And then I I even found Custody's Land Raider doors that fit right in there, so they had the, they'll have the Custody symbol on it. Oh yeah, no, I'm ready. I already sent it to Brett. I'm like Brett, please yeah. push me to the front of the line, please. please. No, because he's currently pinning my claws. He's pinning me. Oh, 20 okay, sets. No. he can push me in front of James. Yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah, he, he, so he, he printed the first set of 10 and he said the print actually, so, um, uh, I'm working on a Necron army. I'm getting, um, I, I have no interest in buying the amount of flayed ones that I want to run. Cause it's like a box of five is like 50 some bucks. 
So I'm taking warriors, chopping all their hands off, and I'm getting him to print me claws. He printed the first set of 10. He said they actually came out really good, which I was worried. The file I found was great. I was really worried that, you know, they're kind of spindly. They might break and all. He said they look good. Cleaning them will be like the true test. Do they all just suddenly start snapping when they get cleaned? But he said, actually, right now they look really good. So he's he's run. He ran out the first set of 10. He might have the second set done by now. And then, you know, I'll grab them up. If they work well on the models, then I'm going to request him to make me at least another 20 pairs. So I'll have those warriors ready to go to get converted. And then I just don't know if I'm doing skin on them. It kind of looks a little bit better if you do, but I don't know if I want to go through the process of that. You could either use green stuff, which, or, or like a modeling putty, meh, or I could use the uh, I have a the glue good, trick. Uh, yeah, the super glue, white glue mix. Yeah, yeah, yeah do that, put a microwave and all that. It does look yep. good. I don't know if I'd want to do that on model after model after model, but we'll see. I'll at least put claws on it, and then I'll see how I feel. I might do it maybe for some of them, just to just to kind of keep a theme going. But I don't know if I want it to be that much of a project. Okay. But uh, other than that, at least for me, that's mostly what I've been working on. I did start working on more Titanicus stuff since we've talking about it, doing so much about it. I figured I should try to actually finish some stuff. So working on my Sunfires and, and just other weapons. A lot of them I just didn't paint up all the weapons because the Volpa scheme takes a while to do with like seven layered paints for every armor panel. Um, so I just had stopped. So I went back and started doing that. And then... I think, that, yeah, I think that's all I'm working on. And then we'll see when that's done. Maybe then I'll go to Infinity. Or maybe I'll finish up the last two... Uh, units of b1s that i got in a trade with someone i traded him the clone stuff i had for the rest of his uh his his separatists from his starter so i have now more b1s to actually put together i got another 18 to do but that'll give me a full squad of six full six squads so that's all you're ever allowed to run but, um, anything hobby from anyone else um, I've been some Horace Heresy demos in the last week, which was nice. Nice. How are you finding the interest level in people to get the demo when they know another edition's coming out? Is it higher or lower? It's, it's weird, because basically right now there's a lot more hype around Horace. So I think people are getting more interested now, because there's, like, the whole, oh, Horace Heresy, it's a dead game, you have no support, it's in resin. Like, that's kind of gone now that it's being produced in plastic hmm. with an upcoming starter set so people are now willing to like invest like mentally i guess into the idea of it yeah right so there is more interest people that never really gave interest even like five years ago like I, like maybe nah. now they're like hey i want a demo so i'm like it's the old version like that's okay I'm like okay sure i'll give you a demo no problem it's a fun game. I enjoy this game, but it's things are going to change. And, you know, where I think they're going to change rules, I'm like, you know, this is probably one of the things for now. This is how that goes. Well, I mean, you know, so so we we've you know, we, we've seen, you know, th there's leaks all over the place. If you look around, you could find those sorts of things looking through it. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's differences. But learning the old edition, I think, is still valid. Like it, it's not 
um, when you look at certain other games when from like version one to version two, the difference can be night and day. And it's like you learn this other one, forget everything you were just taught and do this all over again. Here, it's you're going to make a couple small changes, you know, for, for, yeah, for a so, new player, at least, I would say. Yeah, the way I've seen it explained, um, not really going to understand this, but the change from 5th edition 40K to 6th edition 40K. Yeah. It's like that type of a shift where like a lot of new ideas... But at the same time, the fundamentals from before are carrying over. Yeah. Um, you know, I I agree that I um, learning the current rules isn't valueless. Um, if nothing else, you know, it's an opportunity to be like, look, you know, here's the community, you know, here's the style of gameplay we have. So yeah, you know, I've been I've been getting de- giving demos for um, 30k because community interest has gone up. Um, you know, with the new reveal, plastic support, people are into it. Um, and I do agree that um, covering old editions is valuable still because it gives an idea, like the relative, I guess, competencies of units, right? Mm. Like you're not going to look at a Space Marine in 5th edition 40k and go, okay, you know, this thing's going to die if it fights a Carnifex. All right. I mean, sorry. And go to six, the next edition and be like, okay, well, is it going to die? It's not as radical of a shift as it was going from, say, 7th edition to 8th edition. Yeah, Because in 8th edition, well, sorry, in 9th edition, where Tyranids have an 8th edition codex, which is only a deal for a short time, longer, um, a Space Marine could absolutely fight a Carnifex and, um, you know, come away completely unharmed. Because Carnifexes are a joke. Not anymore. No. Not well, yeah, no. So I, I, I agree. But, yeah. And then even better in the new deck. They, there's, they still do D6 damage. They bounce. Because you roll the one every time. <laughs> every time. Yeah. Uh, uh, laughs in uh, Canoptic Doomstalkers. You know the pain. Yeah. They've actually rolled... Oh, well, they roll good damage, but I get like a hit. They could get six hits. I get one. So he gets like five, six damage on his one could do 36 damage theoretically does like five uh, that'll change whenever they get a book and who knows whatever they call the next edition to end all editions which they said two editions ago remember eighth edition is the final edition of 40k is a living rule book those update it with pdfs from there on out guys oh gw oh gw and fine cast will lower the cost of models because resin's cheaper than metal i remember that you remember that back yeah. back when I, they had the blog on the main website? There was like an article every other day instead yeah, of five I, articles I each day. Very specifically, remember that. Yeah, one of the guys at the local store that wasn't even into Warhammer remembers that article, and being very disappointed when the new stuff came in a week later and was like five to eight dollars minimum more expensive per blister. Yep. Yep. I I, I remember all of that and. And it was a it was horrible to work with in the beginning anyway. So it's like you're paying more and it's yep. bad. Who wants this? Yeah, there was a guy online who had to get like seven Necron Overlords just to build one complete functional model. Yeah. Because there's that many air bubbles and broken parts that were not fixable. Like the entire orb for his resurrection orb would just be a void. Yep. It's like I wanted a resurrection orb, not Whatever this thing is, send me a new, send me a new one, please. Send a new one, same issue. Send a new one. Oh yeah, well now the arm doesn't exist, but the orb is there. 
yeah, it's it was bad. Those are dark days. They're better now with their resin, but yes. they're not doing resin anymore. It, it's the reason why I also got... allegedly forged old resin, which was another lie. Yeah, it, it's the reason I got 3D printed for my three satan shards. One, it's it's a lot cheaper, but also because I don't feel like dealing with fine cast. They're a bit older. Apparently, they're okay. Who knows? I don't want to deal with any of that. Yep. But that's okay, because now we have plastic kits. They're even more expensive than the resin ones. That's true. Uh, yeah. All right. Why, why don't we, uh, why, why don't we go into a little bit of news? Dan, tell us the news that you were ever so happy to remind me occurred no, today. Was that really today? Small. Yeah, well, two, actually, I wanted to reference two things. One, well, I, told you I don't one. know if you follow uh, Henry Cavill on Instagram. No. Uh, no he actually posted a video of his uh, finished custodian model that he painted. I did see that because you posted that in every Facebook check, um, every Discord server, every other no, spot no, where no, we no, communicate. No. no I, I yes, you did. Remember, I, I visually show things. I could go through and show it all if I wanted. <laughs> I was like, what's this? Because at first I was like, why do I care about like this model? And then I clicked on the Instagram. I was like, oh, okay. It's Henry Cavill. That's why. Okay. Yeah, it's Henry Cavill. So that was pretty cool. Um, and then uh, apparently uh, through Facebook, I guess he announced it, yeah. uh, that Angel Geraldes is uh, was being hired by Games Workshop for a project. Um, which could really only mean one thing, unless they're making him paint Sigmar, which, eh. They could do that. Um, although he does do very good fantasy models, I yes. will say. But uh, I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be for Horus Heresy. They're going to give him an army to paint, which would just be like, well, Angel Geraldi is painting the Horus Heresy army, please. No, not that, please. not that anyone listening would fall into this camp, but Dan has committed one of the cardinal sins of podcasting. You haven't told us who he is. Oh, apologies. There's a chance uh, if someone doesn't play anything with Infinity true, whatsoever, they might true. not actually know. Well, it's not just Infinity. He does other stuff, too, but he's well known. He does, but Infinity. that's what he's probably best known for. Yeah. And uh, so now Geraldo some is, other stuff. Yeah, he's a top tier. And, I mean, you can disagree with me if you want here, but he is no a top tier painter of of multiple different models infinity probably being the most famous for him yeah but he does different companies and fantasy companies as well like he recently did one just a beautiful model of a knight with like free-handed cape and anyway point is he does he basically teaches classes on how to paint miniatures he sells books on how to paint miniatures and stuff like that he's got a but whole he also YouTube has a presence media. related or youtube or, or facebook presence related to it like now i, I guess yeah. i looked him up one time so now my algorithm um, every like fifth post is something from him just showing little tips, tricks, as well as I'm sure I don't blame the guy, you know, trying to get you, you know, to buy the different forms of products that he does. Yeah, exactly. Um, but he's, but I mean, listen, there's, it's one thing to hawk, uh, you know, if you're a shit person, it's another thing to actually hawk and then back up your, 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 your stuff with skill. And he's the latter. He has like incredible amount of skill and like cool. i said if anyone doesn't know who he is just in, put on instagram put angel heraldez angel and then g-i-r-a-l-d-e-z uh, he'll pop up immediately and just look just look at some of his top just recent posts yeah. um they're just insane like his level of painting is ridiculous he actually did a uh he did um oh, since you're kind of sharing your screen he did a russ model he did not a russ model uh lehman russ he did a lehman russ model um like the tank or the primark 
No, the Primark. Did, oh, I didn't even show Ooh. you. That's right. Here, check this out. This was I. I meant to post this to you guys, <clears throat> but this was I put it on. I Discord. did see this one. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's yeah. That's pretty. Yeah. Like, I like shit. it. Like the axe, the just the axe alone. I was just like, holy shit. Um. Yeah. No, he's 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 a fan fucking tastic painter. Um. It's actually somewhat scary. Um, but yeah, no, so GW hired him. Um, oh my god, I didn't even notice the fucking glowing runes on the base. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, fucking, like, every time I look at this picture, I'm like, just, I find something else. The face is perfect. Oh, god. Um, but yeah, no, so they hired him to basically do a project. So we don't know what the project is, but, you know, it's most likely going to be, um, you know, him doing a 30k army. I don't know. I don't know if I believe that's what the project is. I'm not saying it couldn't be. The reason I'm not entirely sure is what other things then infinity, and maybe I'm just not aware of this. What other things does he actually painted armies for? He paints models, yes, but I don't think it's very common for him, at least commission wise, from what I've seen, to paint full armies. No, but and, maybe they'll give him. Um, maybe they'll give him like a Primark. I could see. I think he's the kind of guy. I think you get to do centerpieces. Infinity is kind of since it's skirmish level, every model is kind of a centerpiece or could be a centerpiece. Even Horse Heresy, I don't think quite fits that. I could see him doing Primarchs or you know or captains or you know whatever they call them, Praetorians or, or something like that. I could see him do you know them asking him to do some sort of large Age of Sigmar models. So I, I'm curious to see what comes out. I am. Look at his announcement post. Yeah, he mentions. 40k Warhammer Warhammer Fantasy, but not Sigmar. I don't know if that's just because those are the one games he prefers, or if it's like it is oh. a Warhammer Fantasy thing. Oh, if you want to really get people hyped up, every nothing. every old wars person, I should go to the Facebook. I don't want to shit on them, but I should go on the Facebook and see if they're like, oh my god, old worlds. Ah. Uh, like so like this is how they announce the old world coming back is just him painting something for it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, oh my god. Yeah, I, I miss I I miss that, but we'll see. I don't think that's really what it is. Um, but it's fun to start the pot. One other one other quick little bit of news, and this only matters if you are re- remotely local to us here in New Jersey. Um, Dan, were you aware that we had a forty k store uh, or a GW store now, like thirty minutes away from where we live? Wait, I'm sorry, what? That there's a GW store what? thirty minutes away from where we live now. Wait, what in New York? No, 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 no. That's New York. I don't count that. No, uh, Aberdeen. It's an Aberdeen township. It's about 30 minutes from me. What the fuck? Yeah. Bullshit. Why would Wait, I, I was there today. Why would I lie about that? Wait, I'm opening Googles. When did they open? What? Uh, I don't know exactly when. So I found this. I was at um, Red Seal Gaming. What was it? Like a Sunday or so ago. Uh, playing some Age of Sigmar there, and they had mentioned like, oh, yeah, d- you know, oh, the guy down at the GW shop and all. Because he... Um, he wasn't able to get something in his GW store, but Red Seal did have it. The one guy, obviously, you know, some of the people go to both because they're like five minutes apart. He's like, oh, you know, yeah, call over there. Let's see if they have it because he's like, I, you know, I'd rather absolutely make sure, you know, you get your model and all. And I was like, oh, wait, where's this GW? He's like, no, it's literally like down the street. It's like five minutes from here. Um, I went there today, picked up a few paints and all that I needed. Um, How big is it? Is it like a, is it a big store or no? Like none, of their store, none of their stores are big. Um, Big, yeah. I, I don't have his X-Square footage. Um, 
you you didn't go to old red seal it's like old red seal gaming um how many tables do they have is the better probably way to put that oh okay let me think i want to say it was two or three and then they had the separate in the front demo sort of table with like the divider and like 40 cam one side and like age of sigma on the other they have like two display cases in the front um they don't actually have like a little little table where the guy sits um there's actually a couple kids in or i shouldn't say kids guys a little bit younger than me but guys in there doing some painting i think they had just maybe finished up a game by the time i got there i got there like 130 or something um but it's like one side is 40k stuff the other side is age of mostly age of sigmar and then the back is sort of like specialist games nothing for titanicus um but they had like Warcry stuff they had uh aeronautica D- different things like that their paint rack was pretty it, full a few few missing pieces but was i a... can't find it on google maps it, yeah, like, if, you look up game, like... if you look games workshop just do that in google maps and just look south yeah look south of us you probably see one in has i see one in uh matawan not matawan sorry it should that's it's right next workshop. to matawan that's the store because okay. that's right next to matawan am i st- like am i yeah you totally found here. it. It just says Warhammer. Doesn't yes. even say Games Workshop. Well, because their yeah, stores are called. Warhammer. They're now branded stores Warhammer. Don't, yeah, the stores oh, don't say Games Workshop. They're they're called Warhammer. Warhammer. I thought they were called Games Workshop. No, no, no. Oh, they rebranded okay. years ago. Oh yeah, it's the next to a little gym. Okay, yeah, got yeah, it, yeah. got it. Okay. Yeah, but I'd never honestly I'd never actually been in one in this country. I'd went into one in when I was in Scotland years and years and years ago. But I was like, oh, let me go down there, let me see. It's nice. The guys the guy's real nice. Um, Let's see what the drive is. You know, it's kind of crap that they have to close for 30 minutes for his lunch and he has to kick people out, but but that's not his doing. That's, you know, the higher-ups yeah. telling him he has to do that. Yeah. I'm sorry, it's a what? Oh, because... It does, well, yes, I'm taking the fucking bus. God damn it, Google Maps. From you, it'd probably be, I would say... Thir- 30 minutes. Yeah, I'd say, yeah, it shouldn't be much 30 more than 30, minutes. maybe 35. Well, yeah, it's giving me like this. This route is trolls. It's the fastest because it's also like nine thirty at night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Turnpike down to That's Parkway, and then follow that to like one eighteen. I'll play thirty k down there if they like do a little event and shit. Okay, I don't think, okay. they, I think they do events in their stores. Not really. Oh yeah, probably not. You know what I do wish? Oh God, I, I know this is going on a tangent, but I was kind of talking about this with uh, I think one of the thirty k guys. I was like, I fucking wish we had a Warhammer World. On like the East Coast, I don't care if it was New York or like New Jersey, like near IKEA, like those big warehouse areas. Like, could you imagine if the Toys R Us that went defunct turned into a Warhammer World? Remember, at one point there were battle bunkers and they all went away. No, yeah. I'm sorry, say that again. You don't, do you remember the old battle bunkers? Yeah, I remember the battle bunkers. Yeah, yeah. That that used to essentially be the you know the Warhammer World, if you want to call it that, in the U.S. And then they just love, all I disappeared. Love, yeah, I would love to build like a war. I wonder if business opportunity. I wonder if they would. I could get a loan, or maybe I don't know. I don't know. It would. I don't think it would make so, money. It would be so no, it so make tough. Money. No, especially in this current environment. Yeah. No, it's super super tough. But there's still the, the Toys R Us near IKEA. You know what I'm talking about, right? The one. Yeah, by, yeah I know. The, what the, the I know what you're talking about. It's still there's still nothing there. I think. I think it maybe turned into a home goods or something. But like, yeah, that was like know. prime real estate. I I checked out the the rent there is actually not that bad. Well, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's tens of not thousands that of bad says says the New Jersey resident. Yeah, tens of thousands of dollars. No, because they get a lot of tax breaks around that area. Um, uh, because it's near the airport. 
Um, so they get a lot of incentives uh, from the government because of tour- tourism. Uh, but uh, shit, man. A Warhammer World right there? That'd be kind of cool. Could yeah. you imagine? And it's like the perfect spot, too. The parking lot's big. You build a Bugman's Brewery in there. They've they've never released this information, as far as I know, looking at their financials. But I'm I'm always curious. Does Warhammer World actually make them money? I don't know the amount of money it takes for them to have that. Obviously, they also have it because that's where they do all their stuff. Like it's a good yeah. studio space for them. But I don't know if I my guess. I bet running that loses them money. Because know? they also have events, a lot of different events in there. Um, they have people like Henry Cavill coming in. You know, which definitely that that in itself like brings you like more people. Yeah, their events maybe make the money, but on day to day, I I would be surprised. I bet it keeps itself like afloat, and then maybe the events push it over. But you know, something like that can be a loss later for you. I would love to see. I would love to see the financials. Um, because honestly, if I even if it was just staying afloat and I wasn't making a profit, um. I wouldn't mind like later on in my life running a uh, running a Warhammer World in my like forties and fifties. Well, but 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 you know, th- there's so many other nuanced thoughts that have to go into that as to why like they wouldn't. It would be more likely yeah, to no, run, no, like know. just run like the coolest game store you could think of. You know that is very true. Th- that is a, a potential realistic goal because the other thing is like if they don't want that, they just no. You know, yeah, exactly. And you have to kind of follow their rules, which suck. And well, absolutely. I mean, it, it, it is their rules. They'd have to, you know, allow <laughs> it and also, no, no. Do a game store and then hate all the card kids that you have to let in. Exactly. I was going to say that I have to let the card kids in because that's how you actually make a profit in Magic the Gathering. Well, that, well, Flesh and Blood does quite well now depending, for stores that do it. Really? Oh, yeah. I think it's still I think still top is Magic, Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. Oh, that's, all, that's top and it's always going to be top. But when you want a, yeah. a bit of like of an... I'll say older, more mature audience. Uh, Magic obviously hits that, but also like Flesh and Blood does now because that that's definitely um, been growing in popularity. Interesting. Okay. Okay. It's a cool game. I've looked through it. It's, I, know it's going, I know we're going off a tangent, but like it, okay. I, I don't know if you knew this. Before COVID hit, um, I was actually my wife was actively telling me to do this too. I was actually looking for storefronts because I was actually thinking yep. of quitting teaching uh, oh, yeah. and getting a bank loan. This was even when we bought the house because we had we still have. Don't rob me, please. Uh, we still have a lot of capital in the bank. Yeah. Um, that's kind of just sitting because we don't want to invest it because of the volatile. The market is fucking. To say it's volatile is the easiest way to put it. Yeah. Um, so we're not investing shit, but you know we still have a lot of capital. So for the longest time, this is before COVID hit, obviously when we bought the house. Um, you know we were like, oh maybe we should or maybe you know, open a game shop, and then COVID hit, and. I was still thinking about it, but COVID kind of just turned everything on its nose. Agreed. Like, it, it, not, that would have been – I mean, Red Seal actually opened essentially um, in a pandemic. But for most stores and most things, it that kind of stuff doesn't work. Yeah, um, it worked for them. And, yeah. and, and on their podcast, um, they kind of discussed that at one point and talked about why it did work. Um, I don't know if they still do their podcast. I'm curious. I, have, I haven't listened in a little bit, but that's me. Yeah, now that was actually a little side note about me. Yeah, I was actually going to start a game store. 
It sounds like the coolest idea. I will absolutely admit it sounds like the coolest idea. No, it idea. doesn't. No, no, no. It doesn't. I, I'm, I'm realistic, Dave. I know. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like, to I'm do not, it well, it is work. Afraid. It absolutely is work. I am usually very optimistic. Yeah, no. Yeah. I know how hard and how awful and how in the red you are constantly. But the reason I was thinking it, honestly, was just because even before COVID, teaching was already getting uh, rough. rough. And now it's even like I'm actively looking honestly for another district or another yeah. job and it's just it's you know it, it, i'm just not happy so I'd, I'd rather be working my ass off but doing something i love like the gun store i loved working at the gun store period yeah. it made less money but honestly the the boss the people there the co-workers the administration the administration the, the the people it was just all good i loved it the atmosphere was just better what i will say Sorry. and, and i, I th this might not be true but this kind of feels true to me like the person who truly runs like the game store is probably like, it's kind of like that thing of like you think it's going to be cool and then you find out you don't have the time for it i feel it's like yeah. when you run the game store the last thing you probably get a chance to do is a lot of gaming <laughs> because there's all yeah. this other stuff you have yep. to do maybe if you get super successful you can hire all these other people to do stuff for you but i feel that's the kind of thing of like where then you're you're probably playing the least amount of games of anyone because like, all like the responsibilities are yours. Yeah, it's like more of a, I like to see people happy and playing games. I, like, yeah. I kind of feed off that energy. I'm very, I'm very, ex uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Empathetic. Empathetic. Is that what it is? No, that's not the word. There's empathy. That's your ability yeah, to weird. feel for others. Yeah, it's just like I kind of feel off There's their energy. Introverts, like, extroverts, and ambiverts. Ambiverts take the energy of the people around them, and like that's their energy. So it might well, be that. Definitely that. One thousand. Wow. Okay, I never knew that word. Up. That's it. I, I sound yeah, made it, up. It, it, <laughs> it's the energy of the ambi of the you know the ambient environment. Interesting. I'm gonna, uh, I, I'm gonna prove it's real. I'm, I'm, sure, I, I'm sure it is. You know it what? just sounds made up. Even if it isn't, even if it isn't that very much describes my personality to a scary degree so i'll take it <laughs> i would be I'll remiss if i let us uh chit chat and never get to the main topic luckily okay, I, so i do put timestamps in now for people for this purpose so they want to skip right to uh what they might consider the good stuff but, actual uh, content yeah I, this what? is content i, I me personally content. i listen to this podcast because i have a long drive to work I have hours at work when I'm sitting grading and doing other stuff and no one's there because now I have my own office and so no one's bugging me. Um, so I'll just listen to something where it's just people talking. They're talking about whatever and that's something. So it doesn't yeah. bother me, but I know some other people um, kind of like it when it gets to the point. So yeah, that's fine. We, judge, we'll you know, we'll we, get to we, our point. We, yeah, exactly. Judge We don't judge people here. I judge people all the time. What are you talking about? You judge I people judge constantly. Dan. Yeah, fuck you, Steve. There you go. All right, so plan for this evening um we found that our pace is for legios we really can't get through more we're gonna see I, I one of these points i bet we won't even make it through for but plan for tonight is we're gonna th go through mordaxis audax magna and voltorum um and just as before we're each going to be the essentially main spokesman for for one of these Go through a little bit of, of the lore and, and the story in there. None of these are terribly long, so if you want to read through it and not just take our um, garbled thoughts on it, that's fine. We're then going to go through the actual rules and have a discussion from there. And Dan got very excited about uh, Mordaxis. Yes, I did. So tell us yeah. all about these uh, these traders right, boys. So little, yeah, little fluff. Um, very much like, uh, I forgot who the other Legio we talked about, Dave, but you'll probably remember when I mentioned it. 
Very much like the other Legion we talked about last time, they weren't really traitor until the Technovirus. Um, uh, although, uh, fun fact... right? I think Interfector fit that way. I think it was way. Interfector, yeah, that sounds yeah. about right. Now, that they sounds did, right. Because they got infected. They did serve along the word bearers, which... <laughs> how that didn't become traitor immediately is beyond me. Um, but their Forge world kind of sucks. Their Forge world uh, is is essentially a toxic wasteland, which is most Forge worlds. But their theirs in general is just oh, it, it's like <laughs> I see your toxic wasteland, but what if it could be more toxic? Um, and they the reason is mostly because they've been fighting against roving orc warbands even during the heresy. Um, so anyway, yeah. So basically, uh, during the Great Crusade, they really don't have a lot of victories to their name. Again, very weird. They're not, they're not, they're very little renowned. These guys are not the most renowned legion. Um, however, again, they worked with Logar, which again, very interesting that they didn't go immediately techno or immediately traitor. Um, but essentially what had happened was that following the Warmaster's betrayal and the Horus Heresy, a extremely virulent uh, Technovirus was unleashed uh, and basically taken back to the Forge world by the God Engines. Um, and and they're very, the Titans got bad. Like when I say a Technovirus, it's not like Interfector where they went crazy. The Titans got super corrupted. And these are one of the very first, not the very first, I think the first one is actually Volpa. That's like, what you was said, the first yeah. corrupted Titan. Yeah, but these are definitely, like, when we're talking corruption, like, tails and shit, these guys. I mean, they're titans, like, what does it say here? There's um, a vile miasma viscous black surrounding each titan that ooze oily substance whenever they're wounded. There seems to be organic writhing matter underneath the armor. Um, there was another thing here. Yeah, they're, 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 they're <clears throat> when they fell, they fell. That's the nice way to put that. So yeah, they're they're extremely toxic. I think they went to Nurgle. Hold on, does it, it tell sounds me here? like it? Like I know they're Dark Mechanicum. Like they they went straight Dark Mechanicum, but if they're not Nurgle, yeah, I want to say they someone went missed to, the point. I think I want to say they're Nurgle. I'll look it up while you talk. Yeah, well, it, it, the reason I say Nurgle is also because of their traits and their war gear, which is super Nurgly. But all right, so let's talk about their traits and stuff. They're known as Legion Mordaxis, the Death Dealers. <laughs> By the way, sorry if I'm coughing a little bit. I'm fighting. Al- this is the season for allergies, and my body. Uh, my body likes hates to play you. Games. Yeah. yeah, remember? I don't know. We did podcasts back in November when I lost my voice entirely. Um, so we did. Legio trait technotoxins. So this is uh, subtract one from the result of all repair rolls made for units within four inches of a Legio Mordax's Titan. Spicy. In addition, at the start of the end phase, any Titan, friend, or foe that is within four inches of a Legio Mordax's Titan and has suffered one point of critical damage suffers D3 strength five hits on a random location, ignoring void shields, uh, because you're four inches away, and a model can only be affected by this rule once per round, and Legio Mordax's Titans are not affected by this rule. So the reason it says friend or foe is in case you have another another Legio with you, but Legio Redaxis, they're not affected by their own rules. So they're so, slapping you with their weird like tentacles. Yeah, with their with their you no, know, but even their like their aura, their miasma. So <clears throat> let's talk about the first part of this. First of all, four inches um of Legion Redaxis Titan um minus one to repair rules. That's fucking amazing. 
Um, if you're playing a strictly, remember they're traders. So if you take my favorite stratagem, warp Which jump, is... <laughs> favorite stratagem. No, but if you if you play a melee or a brawler heavy list where you like reavers, re, I could see this being a reaver heavy list where you take some some very quick um, uh, brawling like reaver titans with gatling blasters, melt cannons, power fists, maybe even a warp missile. Um, just to get the automatic crit on something, right? Or not the automatic, but the very easy crit on something. Um, just to, a minus one repair roll sucks. That's horrible. Because you can't, I don't, wait. Is it a natural six to bring up shields, or is it a roll of a six? It's a roll of a six. So yeah, you can't even bring back, oh, yeah. Ah, oh, yeah, oof. Yeah, they don't yeah. have like an auto pass written in there. It's yeah, just that's, on a roll that's, of six. Now it's four inches. That's its caveat, but like, you can easily, and you can, and like, they're corrupted titans. There's a corruption that allows you to push for free every turn, no matter what. Yes. So, I mean, like, I I love, so that's the first half of the rule. I'll go to the second I, half after you guys. And I what think, do you guys think? I got some I, bad news for you on that yeah, part, though. I, I like what? all the things you Trade said, number. but I can tell you didn't read the second rule yet. This is your first reading of well, it. No, the second rule is. What, read it. The, 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 read it and cry. Oh, injured to pain? Yeah. Oh, okay. Hold on. Get to that. Wait, hold on. But I, I want to hear about your tears. Part of technotoxin. Let me talk about the second part of technotoxin. Hold no, on. Hold on. Go back to it in a second. <laughs> Read in in your. Oh goddamn it! All right. In your, in, so they they're also inured to pain. Lead your redaxis tightness. Oh. Read it out loud. That way yeah, I can't no. hear your I already, tears. I read in my mind and I don't want to. Okay. Legion Mordax's Titans do not half their speed when they suffer a hit from quake weapons. That is not deflected by their shields. Nor do they not slow it. down. Yeah. Yeah. They don't but. slow down. But, uh, however, a leader more next time cannot declare power to locomotors or power to stabilizers. Uh, they don't speed up either. Yep. They just. Okay, so warp. Go. Okay, so the warp jump is still. Warp jump a, works. Warp jump still works. Like once. Which is still a good thing. And I would still take Reavers. Reavers, what? Native move six? Native six is not yeah. bad. It's still not bad. So you take warp jump, and I'm just look, trying to look at the mutations real quick. Okay, uh, when you say warp jump, are you talking about warp displacement? Displacement. Warp displacement, okay, sorry, just making yeah. sure I didn't miss a, a stratagem. No, no, right. no, 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 it's warp displacement. But that's, uh, that's only 2d6. Yeah, I'm just something. Like one strat per Pokemon, it feels. Yeah. Yeah. The, the reason why yeah, I said really to read can't... that there is I didn't want it to be where you start discussing, like, oh, man, here's all these cool things, yeah. and the second one shuts it all down. Uh, they're sucks. they're at odds with one another. There's I want yeah. to be up close and next to you to make it where you're not repairing. You're taking my damage that I give you and you're stuck with it. But if you're not a for if your opponent is not trying to push forward, you know, you can't. You know, you're gonna okay. be slow. Okay. You know what? It okay. I still like it only because if if you are in the position to actually be up close with someone, it is exceptionally powerful. Um, I wouldn't be close to them, but I mean, I'm trying to think if you can push, not push, but increase the movement through mutations. I'm just checking real quick. Uh, let me see here. Material shield, pestilence cloud. Uh, oh, oh, here we go. I knew it. So check this out. Corruption, Pestilence Cloud. 
Um, if Legio Mordaxis Titan takes this mutation, the above effects do not apply. Instead, the range of this technotoxin effect increases to 6 inches instead of 4 inches. Uh, a Legio Mordaxis Titan does not need the Unholy Vigor base mutation to take Pestilent Cloud, though it does need a base mutation to do so. So a base mutation... You need a base mutation, and you need... And you can take Pestilence Cloud, um... And now it's a six-inch aura. Okay, Pestilence Cloud. Why don't they have these additional mutations in alphabetical order? I was thinking that the same thing. Makes sense. I was looking at it, and I'm like, oh, he said, okay, he said, Pete, where the hell's that? I'm like, oh, it's right next to O, and then before I. Oh <laughs> it's not by points either. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah, it's, it's, it's by easy. random, what they like the look of. Chaos! <laughs> I, this would be the book where you should do that. I'll give it that. Yeah. Um, so okay and you take that mutation which it seems like you really want to that's a six inch aura which on a four by four board does actually matter right that's a, a reavers what helps. a 105 by 95 bit yeah i i you know what i still i know it sucks that you have to be close and you can't push to go faster um but having the six full stride aura, the yeah, you can still do a full stride um Oh, yeah, you can still do full strike, too. So you can still double move. Yeah, no, I still like it. No, still like it. it I still think it's really super powerful. It, it, it's not that I don't like it. I, I think it is good, and I think it can be good. But the fact that I want to be close and I can't do some of the tricks or, or, or natural abilities in the game that help me get close hurts it. I think it's going to be really good. And let's face it, where you really probably want this rule of making it harder repair is not turn one and two. It's you know, turn three and on when someone's actually really starting to take damage. Yeah. So that's when you have the ability to be close, but it does just hurt that you, it's harder to get close and, so, and no power to stabilizer. So you're also limited with your turning. So yeah. if someone's yeah. more agile than you, that's why you I might not be able to Reavers. get there. That's why I kind of yeah. said Reavers and not like warlords. Although again, remember warp displacement does fuck around with that. Warp displacement's um, a one-time use of two d six, though. That's all. I know, I know, but what? Nobody also lets you pivot and stuff. You could. <coughs> sorry, you could also play it in any phase as well. So you could play. You could play it right before you charge. You can play it when you activate to shoot, and then you warp displace, and then you shoot. <laughs> There's multiple uh, different ways to yeah, pull it. I'm not saying it's bad, but I'm yeah, just no, saying I know, like I know. It's... I just. I'm you saying, know. listen, am I saying it's the best trait? No. Am I saying it's better than a lot of the other ones we've seen? Yes. Definitely. Um, and then the second part of it, by the way, is still also pretty damn good. Um, if you're within four inches, or six inches in this case, uh, if you want to predict the mutation, if you're within four inches or six inches, <laughs> and someone has taken a critical hit, D3 strength five hits on a random location. Um, that's nice. That's nice. Yeah, it's um, not bad. It's not bad. It's a free, um, what the hell is the Warlord tit gun? Um, the hell's that thing called? Point defense batteries? No. Yeah. Ardax? Ardax defense. Ardax defense. Um, D3 strength five hits. They could do nothing. It could hit the critical and, and kill it. You know what I mean? It, it's, yeah. uh, I like it. I like strength it. five has an so ability to get through and hurt someone. Exactly. They're small enough or they have some damage. Um, so that's the first trait. The second trait we kind of already went over, but I do want to... So, yes, they can't declare power to locomotors or powers to stabilizers, which suck. They can't really turn or boost their move. So, again, Reavers, Warhounds, you could kind of get away with a Warlord. I would... if you, Listen, I would I would skip the Warlord and probably go to a Warmaster, because then if you're going to go big, at least do the Warmaster, and that's what you're warp displacing. Um, 
But honestly, Reavers and Warhounds probably are your best bet. I do want to point out, though, the the not halving their speed um, or not moving when hit with Quake. I yeah. play with Quake a lot. Um, I usually always take a Quake cannon in all of my lists, no matter what, unless I'm playing with the Warmaster, because it's just not points. Um, so I always take a Quake cannon, mostly because I, I find its value when a shield is knocked out. Halving someone's speed or pivoting them on the spot is way too fucking invaluable sometimes on a movement game. You know, you, you hit a warlord, warlord shield down and you hit him with a quick cannon, they pivot. Now they're not shooting their top guns at you. Yeah. Like that, the, period. It's a very invaluable tool. And the fact that they just don't take that movement half or they don't flip, like don't, don't turn. Um, now they can get pushed back, by the way. I'm noticing. Hold on. Uh, half their speed, they suffer. And Dave can correct me on this, but nor do they pivot. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah know, they one, can get two, pushed four, back. Five. That's not stopped. So they, can, they can absolutely get pushed back, but it won't change um, their facing or what they were lined up. Exactly. With. So honestly, I'm I'm I like this rule as well. It helps that they're you know what? It helps that they can't push. You know what I mean? Yes. You can't be. They needed the first part if they were going to give them the second part. I just don't exactly. think they had to give them the second part. Um, one quick. Um, uh, caveat to something you said or, or fix warp displacement yeah. does not let you change your facing no but what i'm saying is um you can play you can play it at any turn of the game so no, no i know but you said say, it lets you, you said you could turn and stuff like that warp displacement oh, 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 depending does not let on you turn when you play it i should say depending on when you play it that was my little star comment i should say so you could warp displacement and then move exactly yeah okay you, that's fine your base yeah. I so star when you play it. You could also, for example, uh, like I take the Princap straight um, Swift Killer, right? So I can warp displacement and then Swift Killer uh, when I attack, for example. No, th no, that's fine. But I just wanted to make sure it was yeah. clear that warp dis yeah, 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 displacement yeah. does not let you rotate. No, no, no. Um, sorry if I made that unclear. That's right. Uh, the stratagem, 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 stratagem is a legio-specific stratagem. It is unstoppable. It's three stratagem points, which is good. All right. So the stratagem can be purchased by any legio Mordaxis player. Play the stratagem at the start of any damage control phase. What the hell is the damage control phase? I'm trying. When to you try that. to repair. That's what I thought. Okay. Uh, but before any rep repair rolls are made, so this is okay if you're in the orange, for example. Until the end of the phase, add two to the Servitor Clave characteristic for every friendly Legion or Daxus Titan, and add one to the result of... Oof. Ooh. And add one to the result of the repair rules. You gotta actually yeah, yeah. finish oh, this sorry. thing. Finish your sorry, thoughts and one then to, talk uh, about what you like yeah. about it. <laughs> no, because my brain went off on like... So I'm so what I'm comparing this to is the Furion trait of um, firing extra weapon for an extra heat. And the reason... They're both three strategy points. The reason I'm I'm thinking of the Furion trait that I play a lot is because this requires an inordinate amount of skill and timing to play. Like if you play that Furion trait at the wrong time, you've just burnt three stratagem points doing fucking nothing. Same thing with this. This can be absolutely well, not devastating is not the right word. Um no, that would not be the right word. <laughs> Yeah, it is a hard it's right. The opposite of devastating. Yeah, this is absolutely defensive, I guess. It, no, this like this can really, really, really uh, save your bacon. Yeah, but like it, you have to play it at the right time. Like, oh, if one titan's damage, eh, maybe you don't want to play this. But like, if you have, for example, if you have a warhound in orange, a warhound in orange, a warlord that's crit, um, right? You have all these oranges and all these crits, um. 
you're still Actually, taking no, all that bad first. Damage. You're still taking the damage. Yeah, yeah. so uh, I don't know. I, I guess if you have crit, crit, if you have like multiple titans that are damaged or void shields that are, let's say you have two warhounds that are void shields down, right? And you have a warlord that's super crit, you play this, that helps. It, it's, it's uh, yeah, I don't know if that makes sense. I, I know I'm like I, making honestly, sense. I, I, really like it. I think if you're taking I like it. It's not bad. Access. I'm not trying to. Oh. No, no, no. Agreed. I think if you're taking more Daxus, I think I don't see the reason why you wouldn't want this. You want to get up close and personal. It, there's no, there's no distance on any of this. So you know, repairing is a very big, important thing that you need to be able to do. Your power, you shouldn't really necessarily be so much in red and oranges because you can't push anything. Exactly. So your, your generation of heat is overall compared to other Titans a lot lower. It doesn't mean it can't happen, but it's a lot lower. So you're probably using this to repair your critical damage, repair, put your shields back up. I could see you using this after maybe a really painful turn one, two somewhere in there because you lost shields on certain titans that really matter i don't think this is a legio that really necessarily wants to run a lot of warlords so therefore it's easier to get hurt i could see you using this later to even if it only really helps the one but that's the one that you need to live and you can take off all the critical damage on it so yeah, I, no, I, I, I like and like I said, I like this trait. It's very again, it reminds me of the Legio Fury trait because you have to know when to play it. This one requires like, you know, you can't just play it when you want willy nilly. You got to actually play this and actually be effective. I like and it. This though. one also scales too. Yes, to bigger game yes. sizes very nicely because whereas the Furians one is a maniple, this is all your Mordaxis Titans. Wait, it's not a maniple? Hold on. No, I was oh, just reading that. Whoa. Okay, this makes okay. Oh, okay. Hello. Hello, nurse. You know, I did want to start a loyalist legio, but I don't know. This is kind of calling to me a little bit. Just make your Custodius traders and then they'll be fine. The joke, the joke is I wanted to start a storm, which is very close to this, by the way. The idea of like repair rolls and mm. defense and stuff like that, but um this is very interessante. I, I assumed it was Maniple. I didn't assume it was all all Legion. No, they do not say Maniple. Yeah, that's ooh, I, that completely evaded me. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I like the stratagem. Three, but it's worth it. All yeah, right. Absolutely, it's worth War it. gear. And this is why I wanted to talk about Mordaxis, by the way. This fun fact. Yep. None of these reasons this are the is reason why I knew I you wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> fun fact. This is not the none of these fucking reasons are the reason I wanted to talk about Mordaxis. It's actually this. And that is the Legio specific war gear, which is toxin nodes. Yeah, no, these guys are Nurgle. They have to be Nurgle. I'm sorry. Like, right? Am I crazy? They have no, to be Nurgle. They're, they're Nurgle. Can't imagine that. Any, any Legio Mordaxis Titan armed with a blast three-inch weapon may take a toxin node for 20 points. Each weapon a... Oh, so it's three-inch. Oh, yeah, definitely Reavers. Each t weapon a Titan is armed with must be upgraded separately. So that's obvious. Decrease the strength value of the weapon by one to a minimum of four and replace the blast three inches with a blast five inch trait. That's <laughs> so That's hold on. <laughs> um, when I was bullshit talking to this <laughs> massive, massive amount of horse shit about to come in. Uh, a maniple that I love running with Furians because they have the uh, aw specs, right? Is the um, oh crap, a mandatum. What's the one where you ignore line of sight with the Warbringer if you have War? Oh, Arcus. Arcus, Arcus, Arcus. My favorite, favorite, favorite fucking battle is Arcus, right? Because I ignore one of the minus ones so I can hit on fours. Very cool. 
but <laughs> booty cakes. Um, take the Arcus Maniple with a triple volcano cannon um, warbringer, and now you're shooting <laughs> three five-inch pie plates, ignoring line of sight. With warhounds getting up close within four inches, um, making it harder for them to repair shields. Um, I was thinking about that, and I'm like, that's a really, really nasty wombo combo. Wait, your what, um, what weapons yeah. are you putting? You said a warbringer. What are you putting on it? Bellicose up top. Bellicose up top. And then not two those, volcano not the sized ones. No, no. The bellicose on top is a warlord on the on the shoulders. Yeah. But the so it's got a five Oh, okay. And the reaver arm volcanoes. Or so that I mean, a strength yeah. twelve, and then with this upgrade to strength nine blast. And you stick him in the and yeah, who cares? And then you stick him uh, behind terrain, so he never gets shot the entire game unless you outflank some lancers. And he just lobs shots at a million inches across the board because he ignores line of sight. Now, sure, he hits on fives, which kind of suck. Um, but who gives a shit? <laughs> like they're five-inch pie plates; they're gonna hit something eventually. Or you put the quake cannon on top, and you do split fire, and you put the quake cannon into some knights, and you put the volcano cannon into something else. Who gives? Point is, you have three pie plates, which is insanity. Uh, you know, so, and don't forget, in an Arcus Maniple, if Warhounds have sight, it only goes D6 inches. Exactly. And on a 5-inch blast, it gives you a you know 2.5 radius. Combine that with the size of a base, you have to roll 5 or a 6 to miss. Even, yeah. I think even a 5 still fucking hits a Warlord. It depends, like if you get a good scatter, a sideways yeah. direction, a sideways, yeah. I don't even think you miss. Because a Warhound um, is just over an inch, and then... Yeah, they have to roll yeah. a five to miss a war, uh, warhound. Yeah, it, and it probably a six to miss a warlord. So um, this is amazing. By the way, fun fact: if you really want to have fun, then you corrupt the goddamn thing with a frozen soul. Frozen soul. Yep. yep. And so, yep. It's just it's. I was thinking about this when I was when this first book first came out. I'm like, how many big blood? And then the other fucking stupid idea was take a warhound with double blast guns. Oh, absolutely. And, and and okay, it wants to be close. And, and what's cool about, by the way, people are like, okay, so it's a big blast. If you hit one thing, it doesn't matter. Who gives a shit? Yeah, but let's say you're shooting warhounds, and they have to be base to base to link up their shields. If you're hitting them and the dots up, that's three hits, because it's gonna be two on the first and one on the other. Um, so yeah, it's just it, it's just it, I love it. I love it. This is amazing. Um, yeah. Any comments on this, guys? <laughs> Before I move on. The print caps. Uh, I I do. Like I don't it. know if you're, you're either the second or the third person that I've talked to that's like, oh my god, I want to run a warbringer with three volcanoes, both the, both the little ones upgraded with this because it's just it looks like a fun build. Yeah, yeah, it will be fun. I don't necessarily know how great and wonderful it will be because let's face one thing, you're adding forty points to the cost of your titan immediately because it's twenty points a gun. Um. We talked about before of like, oh, you shouldn't get nearly as hot because you can't push and stuff like that. You're running you're you run triple three through reactor die turn. You could get real hot real fast. And that's why you have frozen soul, Dave. That's why you have frozen soul. You gotta mutate him for the war master. What is I don't know frozen soul at the top of my head. What does that do? Uh frozen soul is essentially uh um, gives you an extra two dice on your repair that are specifically for heat. 
for him. Okay, but that doesn't help if I rolled way too hot the previous round. I'm gonna explode before I get to you're behind terrain. Right, but you don't. You have one turn of accumulation at a time, though. That's the thing. Instead of having like you know two turns or like rolling four dice, a turn of pushing at a time. (laughs) It's rolling four dice plus the two additional for frozen soul, specifically for heat. So that's on average three heat that you're healing a hern. And which is what a typical turn would give you. Yes. Meanwhile, you've also added now fifty-five points to your titan. I'll take it for three pie plates. I'll fucking take it. (laughs) Three. I mean, hell, you know what? Throw in another 25 at that point and give him the uh, the tracker on top so his um, carapace weapon's an arc instead of a channel. Oh, my God. That, just see, go yeah, all in. Just go see, all I would in. just fucking give him a quake cannon at that point and give him split fire every turn. Oh, you have knights? All right. Quake cannon on the knights, volcano cannons on something else. Like... At that point, you you just quake cannon something, and then you pie plate the yeah. This is I like it. I like it a lot. It's expensive. Don't get me wrong. And you could absolutely overspend on this, but it's not harming. It's like it's not going to harm you immediately. I I, I like All it right. in terms of spend on the Warbringer more than uh, something smaller because at least you're more survival yeah, like a warhound bigger yeah like on, on a warhound you put an extra 40 points on that warhound it's gonna feel real bad when he blows up and he's gonna blow because he's a warhound you know what you do you know what you do you take a war master and you give him nipple plasma. oh shut up <laughs> yeah. i hate you i hate you so much oh it gets better you give him nipple plasma guns that hit on twos because they're plus one to hit outside of rain. <laughs> so two pie plates. So that's four pie plates coming out of the nipple guns. <laughs> Fucking oh dumb. Oh, God. Why? I didn't even think about that until, until I thought about the War Master. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. The War Master has plasma guns. Yeah, it's gonna take yeah. plasma blast. And it gets plus one to hit outside of in its long range. So you hit on twos. You could summarize all of Dan Titanicus to you warp displacement and you bring a war master with plasma nipples. It's always no, no. I that's that's just my recent because it's either that or Regia maniple or Arcus. I, I run a couple different maniples. No, no, um, you do, you do. Yeah, but see what you bring my, on my, my now new love is the war master because I've just been loving playing with Chunky Boy. Um, by the way, little side note before I go to the precup streams, Steve, played a game on Friday. You'll love this. Everyone died. Uh, it was a nice. rolling sure nuclear, yeah, nuclear fire in the middle, right? That kept getting bigger and bigger, right? Oh God, it was that scenario. Wait, wait, no, it gets worse. On an arid planet, and the main no. objective of the game was a singular objective in the center of the table. <laughs> no. God, so I love the work. By turn five, um, no one survived. It was a t- tie, five to five, because uh, of our secondaries. Yeah, that was amazing. It's just, they reminded me of that real quick because of the War Master. All right. Print caps traits. We'll go through this quickly because they're not. I, I, print caps. It's print caps. It's a print, printipes. Yes, it's printipes. It's print caps. Anyway, um, the print caps titan ignores the MIU feedback um, and the print caps wounded damage effects. Okay. That's that's not bad. That's dulled mind. Um Again, don't roll on these. You get to choose. If you're going to choose, that's not a bad trait. 
This one's hilarious, though. The Harbinger of Decay. Okay, another to to totally Nurgle. Please, please. Um, models within four inches of the Princeps Titan suffers D3 plus one strength seven hits from the Technotoxin trait instead of D3 strength five hits. Um, what the fuck? <laughs> okay. So you just take a small Gatling fire worth of hits. Um, uh, no, I, I would take this trait. Especially if you're running a Reaver, because it's a stupid question. Is it is it only one Titan or it's every a, Titan it's that's in range? It's his Titan. No, but like I'm, I'm checking really quick. Technotoxin. Uh, they can only be affected once per it, but it's any that are within Titan. range. Oh yeah, no, that's amazing. Especially if you, now you make it six inches with the mutation, and run it like run him over like a melee trait and charge him in. Oh, that's great. That's great. I love it. <laughs> And then Proud Protector, once per round, when oh, once per round, okay. when a friendly Legion or Daxus Titan within four inches of the Princeps suffers a direct, devastating, or critical hit, the Princeps Titan may immediately push the reactor to make an attack with one, oh, one of its weapons. Whoa. Okay. Read full things before you start like yeah, no. Read through it. Okay, excited. The mind reads quicker than the mouth. Holy shit, that's really good. And it's once per round. Oh, yeah. All right, so again, if you if a Titan within four inches of the Princeps suffers a direct, devastating, or critical hit, the Princeps Titan may immediately push their reactor to make an attack with one of its weapons. I like that. I like that a lot. It's a nice little retaliatory strike. And I like honestly, I, I was kind of making fun of me taking Regia, but imagine Regia with this. You know, they're sharing shields with Warhounds. Warhounds eventually will get taken out. Or they'll take devastating, or, or or they'll take damage, I should say. And now the warlord's fucking shooting its top gun or its arm guns at you in retaliation. That's really cool. Yeah, I dig it. Yeah, the, the, I dig it. I dig. Their and then, of course, by the way, by the way, yeah, and I, the second and the third one are fantastic in my opinion. I yeah. should point out, by the way, um, uh, the the color scheme is amazing. Uh, the color scheme is straight up amazing. Yeah, we haven't talked much uh, about color schemes. We probably should. It's yeah, nice no, I, I I only talk about them when they're relevant. To be quite yeah. honest, um, I this is I don't think there's any other purple ones. I very rarely see purple legios. Solid um, purple? There's no, Destio there's a back, lot of legios. They with purple. don't have rules. Um, but no, they're like a nice purple with black and gold trim. I will point out. I just realized. I don't know the little fluff thing about this. So you know, they're like best friends with the word bearers. Take a look at their knee pad, the warlord's um the the warlord's knee pad on the uh I guess the left hand knee pad. Yeah. That's war that's uh that's that's word word bearer script. That's fucking yeah. religious text. Um also, fun fact, they're running my favorite warlord, plasma, gatling, laser blasters. That's my favorite combo. Yeah. Um, I'm glad I did this Legion. You you said before increase the range of that to six inches. What's increasing it to six inches? I don't think anything does. Um, no, no, it's a corruption. It's uh, there's a corruption um, for corrupted oh, titans. Uh, yeah, it's, it's the second half of that corruption that's specific to the Legio. Uh, it's on page one sixty-five. Okay, yeah, I see it. No, yeah, we need an episode cloud. just on the corruption. It doesn't do the half. first effect. So much to cover there. Yeah, it just increases right. to six. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and that right, cover that actually does matter. That's an extra two inches in all directions. So, like, yeah. No, I like them. I, I'm glad I did this. I, I was excited to do the Legio just for the one thing, but after reading it like a little bit more, just kind of look at the color scheme and the kind of different play styles, I, 
I still want to try a loyalist faction, but this is actually a fun ass Legio to try. Like this is this is not a Legio that I would not be as like I hesitate to not do. They're they're yeah. fucking cool. You know, you you are allowed to take your Titans and play them as a different Legio, so you can try out and and see how they feel and stuff like that. You can Absolutely take it for a test They have nameplates on them, Dave. They are historically. That sounds like a you problem. I couldn't finish the fucking sentence. They're historically accurate. God damn it! To the future. Even Farouk is a is a Legio Furian. So, so what I'm you know you just have to rebase them. You're you're familiar with that. You know how to rebase them. Podcasters don't know. The the listeners don't know about that story, Dave. We don't need to know. I'll tell it later. How many bases, Dan? No, 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 no. It's not that, Steve. I don't think you know the story, Steve. I the clear bases. No. No. Oh God, he doesn't know. No, we don't. We don't talk about bases. (laughs) And Disney's coming after us. Great job, Dan. Yeah. Yeah, Disney. Yeah, no. But that mouse tries to claim this. If we have time, if we have time, one podcast, Steve will probably bring it up, and I'll talk about what happened. But yeah, no, it's it's it's. Um, Overall, I think I think they're I think they seem fun. I don't necessarily know if they're. Going to be super, super strong, I think, but I think they're fun. I think the rules they have work pretty well together. Not being able to move faster or pivot more hurts a little bit, but there's some workarounds for that. But if you can get close to your opponent, especially if you are on your princeps, I think you do want to take that um, cloud, the the uh, the poison cloud, whatever it is, so that way you do have more range. I think you absolutely yeah, might want, you could very strongly look at their princeps traits to take one of those. I think you could both have fun and do well with this. Absolutely. Um, are we ready for... Right. This one is a fan favorite. When Titanic is dropped, so many people were getting ready to run this Legio. Legio Audax. The Ember Wolves. Um, let's go over a little bit of the history for the Ember Wolves. So they are a legion that was born on Mars specifically for the Great Crusade. Um, Basically, the Emperor's like, hey, we're expanding. We're fighting all this nasty shit. I want more Titan legions. And this is one of the new legions that was was raised specifically for the Great Crusade. Um, So they're a very young legio um, in that respect. Um, Because Warhounds are smaller than things such as Warmasters, originally the entire legion was Legio was just Warhounds. Um, so scouting roles, they had to be aggressive. They had to f- either punch up against monstrosities or they had just had fun punching down and wiping out infantry. They were a fairly standard Legio aside from their odd composition. Um, but some stuff happened. So they were supposed to originally be a specific, like a crusading Legion. They'd get resupplied by Forge Worlds as they went, but they wouldn't have their own personal forge rule to claim as their home um the fabricator general had other ideas so when they left mars they were given a couple explorador ships stocked with stc patterns so they could build pretty much all the other titans during the crusade however they fought this xenos empire known as the the zlazler the zlazler empire um and basically (laughs) There's one vowel they released word. there's a single vowel and there's four letters after that vowel <laughs> ah but my, my tongue's not sure for that blah, yeah. blah. i feel like half those letters are actually silent they're just there to be there 
But yeah, so they they corrupted the STC patterns on the ships, and they lost all the databanks. And they had fragments here and there. From there, though, they were able to retro-engineer their Warhounds to piece together how to build Titans. Unfortunately, because they only had the Warhounds, they could only build things that were Warhound-adjacent. So they were able to recover the Direwolf and the Rapier Titan um, plants. So the Direwolf is coming out at some point, maybe, eventually. Um, so that'll be cool when that drops. And then the Rapier, um, we don't have anything for that yet, but I'm looking forward to it, because that's a Light Scout Titan. I guess a Warhound's a Medium Scout Titan. And the Direwolf is a Heavy Scout Titan. Um, so following this corruption... They get a little off. Um, they get a little more savage, a little more bloodthirsty. In one campaign, they raise several hives in a world, which wasn't very kosher when you're trying to get people to love the Emperor and just burning them all alive. Uh, they, they don't love the Emperor when you do that. So they were placed under a very heavy censure. They were told that not only were they not intended to get a world, but now they were officially denied the right to ever claim a world, and they would not get their STC patterns um, repaired or replaced. Whatever they had is what they have, and they'll have to deal with it. And they were not given um, resupplies, or they were very low on the list for resupply. And they were stationed on the world of um, on the world of Bot, which is where the world leaders are. So they're stuck there on the world leaders' planet. And, well, the world leaders are kind of savage. The ember wolves are kind of savage. They reach a mutual understanding of, let's go fuck some shit up. Um, so they fight a lot side by side. And the world leaders, for those who read the Horace Heresy novels, um, they they might know about this. They have these wonderful things known as... Oh, my God, I lost the word. At first, I thought you were quizzing uh, us. The grabby hands. <laughs> grabby, grabby? No, I, I just... Versus close? I'm not... A, I'm not Ursus Claus, yes. Okay. I'm not as good as Dan. I thought that was a quiz, and like I was like, guys. wait. <laughs> no one told me. I, no, no one told me if, if I was smart, I would have played it off as a quiz. I totally could have. I totally missed the chance. You know, the Ursus Claus. Um, as some who read the books know, Lotaris Arn loves to scream, fire the Ursus Claws. Basically, they're giant harpoons used in ship-to-ship combat in the void that then drag ships in so that world leaders could more easily board them and destroy everyone on the inside. So they took these things and retrofitted them to fit onto Warhound Titans. And then from there, I guess that pattern was accepted somewhat and spread to the other Legios. Because now anyone could have them on their Titans. Um, yeah, they, they build up a really good bond. And um, Audax officially decides that they're going to pledge allegiance to Angron. Angron likes this. They become even better friends. Um, resupply for the Legion starts getting sent to the Legio, and all of a sudden, you know, the Emperor Wolves are growing in number. Wait, they're not supposed to do that. That's not allowed. The Administrator gets pretty upset. They put a bunch of formal complaints, but nothing can be done because it's not um, the Ember Wolves, not Audax getting resupplies from these Forge Worlds. It's our good old boys, the World Eaters. Um, so yeah, they become very good friends. So in the World Eaters' turn, Audax is right there with them. Um, in a campaign, they fight and claim the Forge World of Serum. And because this is now under world leader jurisdiction, 
Audax really explodes after that incident, and they start getting the other patterns of Titans I mentioned. Um, so let's dig into the rules a little bit. Their first trait, and this is one that has the most words, is called Wolves Among Prey. Unlike other Titan Legios, the Audax relied solely on Scout Class Titans, and these rules ref reflect that. So they can never use a Titan Maniple that requires Titans are scale 7 or higher. Additionally, all Titans that are Legio Audax must be scale 6 or lower. Um, Audax Titans all gain the squadron rule if they don't have it already, and they always form squadrons with other Audax Titans of any type. So that means that even if when the Direwolf does eventually drop, it does not have the squadron rule, you could run squadrons of Direwolves. You could have a mixed squadron of Direwolves and Warhounds. Um, and the Titans can belong to other Maniples or be reinforcement titans. So you could run, say, a looper column maniple, reinforce it with a dire wolf, and squadron it in, which means you could share shields and do other things like that. Pretty nice perk. And then the squadrons for Legio Audax could be up to five titans, unless, for whatever reason, they could contain more. Um, if they're in a squadron with this trait, they can't not become part of another squadron. So what that means is that if you have a looper column maniple, Either you're using this rule or the Lupercal Maniple rule. You can't mix between the two. Yeah. You can have both on your list, but you can't use both this cap of five inside and outside of the squadron and the change up your squadron composition turn by turn. Unless the Warhounds reduced to squadron of one, and then you could use those rules. Um, this is a nice trait. It, you know, it show oh, it's not a nice trait. It's a very restrictive trait. It very. gives a couple perks. Um, it's what gives them the majority of their flavor as a Legio. It says you will play the fluff or you will not play at all. Um, okay, really quick. To be fair, a little spoiler alert, uh, their stuff is really good anyway, so you kind of do want to play the fluff anyway. Yeah, um, yeah no, these I guys mean, are fun. And it allows, what, three um, maniples you could take with these guys then? What, Lupercal, Canis, and Ignis. And then Furnace. Yep, Ignis, yep. No, sorry, Ignis. You're right. It's yeah, Ignis. Ignis. Yeah, Ignis uh, is the Warhounds and the Knights. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Those are. I think that's all three of them. I think yeah. Any, uh, I, I was looking for at check, least yeah. a Reaver, if not a Warlord. Yeah. So it's very restrictive. So strength, just to remind you guys of those real fast. The Lupercal one is the three to five Warhounds. They change up the squadron turn by turn. Um, Which they the... can't do in this Legio, so it wouldn't really do you any good. Well, they can. But they can't use the Legio trait to form squadrons in addition. So the Legio trait lets you form squadrons in and out of maniples. Okay. And between different classes. So a Warhound could either use the Legio rule to squadron or the Lupercal rule to squadron, but not Got both. it. Yep. Um, the Ignis maniple, it's the Warhounds and Lancers. It gets bonuses to the Flamers. And the Canis Maniple, which is specifically for Audax, so I'm going to go over this one really quick. Um, I'll do it at the end of their traits. Yeah, they that do makes also sense. get the Canis Maniple, the which is their picture. specific thing. Yep. Um, so, yeah. It's a rule that is many restrictions, a couple benefits, but it's what gives them their flavor. All right. Their second trait, Stalk Unseen. Basically, they're ambush predators. For the first turn, anyone attacking. Audax Titans on scale 6 or lower, which should be all of them if you're not cheating. We're going to suffer a minus 2 to hit roll 
if it's at least 25% obscured. So they take that little bit of cover they get and they maximize the potential of it, essentially. They're, they're raiding an ambush. Um, quick reminder that Titans do provide cover for other Titans because they do physically block them. Um, knights would also do that too if you had enough knights in the way, I think. With a Warhound, you I guess can if easily you, had, if you got Agnes. one in front of each leg. Yeah. Yep, that's what I'm thinking. Two knights screening out Warhounds. That would work. That would definitely work. Um, this is a nice trait. It's one of those ones that a canny player could get around. Or a canny player could make really useful. Um, it, it really highlights the positional aspect of this game, though, I feel. It's nice. I like it. it. To some extent, and I understand why they're doing it for lore and reason and all that, but to some extent they're handicapping you in this Legio on, on the offset because they're saying you have to take the lightest Titans that exist in this game currently. I mean, maybe something small will come out later. But Titan-wise, you have to take the small stuff. So mm -hmm. they're giving you some bonuses. One, okay, squatter them up, put them together. You can go up to five. So you can get, that's a good way to get your firepower. All right, first turn where you would be concerned about, you know, getting one of your Warhounds popped because it's lighter on shields. You got bigger things shooting at you. Okay, well, you get, you have more cover. They have more minuses. You can throw some smoke down to help make sure that you get there. So they they feel like necessary additions to make sure that you're able to compete with the bigger boys. Yep. And their first war gear also plays into that very idea. Yeah. So any Titan of scale six or lower, we give reinforced plating for 15 points and it's minus one to do armor rolls against to damage them essentially. So it's plus one armor to everything on all the tiers. Um, I think it's like a necessity. Which, yeah. Yeah. This is nice. If I may, 15 that's points is not that bad. No. Yeah. I, I will it's say like, this, it's like a 10% point. This also makes you immune to Vulcan Mega Bolters, which is a big problem with Warhounds that they can be tagged by strength four weaponry. Um well, so strength strength four weaponry no longer really affects them. Strength five weaponry, so this is the uh Gatling Blaster from the Reaver. Um again no longer affects them. And even laser blasters, which are strength eight, now need a three or more instead of a two or more to do damage. Which is that that's not much. It, but it's still, nice. It's 15 points, it's not bad. Definitely worth taking. And to um, be fair, you need to take 10 of these to equal the war. No, not even shit. Uh, hold on. You're not going to get that you many need Titans. To take... Exactly. So, you're taking 10 of these to equal the can... Titan. 150 points. So you're earning like four Warhounds per 1,000 points. So figure you have six Warhounds, seven Warhounds in a game. Yeah. That's not that bad points-wise. Yeah. That could be, yeah. what, 200-ish? Yeah. yeah. That's not bad at all. I, I To me, it almost... Again, it kind of feels I mean, like it's the difference of a single need. Warhound in a big game. Yeah. yeah. No, I you, think you, survivability you survive is a better trade-off. Yeah. yeah. This is really nice. Like you said, um, it neutralizes bolters unless they get a good flanking on you, but you're a Warhound. You're going to do your best to deny that. It, um, it makes it hard for Gatlings. Uh, what's strength six? So uh, Volkite. Volkite. Um, the. Yeah, big Volkite is strength six. You know, this is nice. This is definitely, definitely. Those Warhounds to hurt are a nine, right? Or are they a ten? Warhounds start getting damaged at ten. Yeah, so it's all their like so structure. Even laser blasters. Even laser blasters. I think the weapons are nine. Weapons might be nice. No, but even laser—I would say even laser blasters that wound on a two essentially for direct 
Now need mm-hmm. threes. Now need that, threes. Yeah. That, that's that's a, that's a good shift. Would that apply to reactor rolls? Because it is an armor roll against it. Like if you suffer the plasma leak. Yeah, that I is an armor would. roll. So you don't take strength nine. You take strength eight. Yeah, because it does say for armor rolls, it doesn't say when the opponent shoots you or anything like that. So you get exactly. against everything. You are essentially yeah. all your spots are one higher. That's nice. Yeah, that is very very nice. It also helps against um, your reminder that it's ultimate. only natural ones that fail. Yeah. It is only natural ones that fail. You know, this is nice because it helps that little bit with plasma. Because Help, plasma is against little knights too. Stress for warhounds. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's that's a very nice thing. You you take that every single time. Yeah. I, I think you need it on all of your titans. All right. I and think this... it's it's an auto extra. Yep. You know, warhounds cost what what is it? I forget what they cost off the top of my head. 180. 180. So your Warhound's cost minimum weapon cost is 10. Immediately. They're 195. Yep. 215 if it's double bolters. Yeah. yeah. But it means like if your base cost is 180, no, your base cost is 195, and now figure out your weapons. Yep. I'd probably also consider picking up the um, the free push um, upgrade for 10 points per model. The um, what's the, It's like the extra shield thing. Yeah. The Universal War Gear. I would consider taking that too. It's ten points, and like, yeah, it, the cost adds up, but they could use the extra help on the defense. I feel because re- even with this, reactors are still scary. It's still a warhound, and with nothing bigger to do the pushing type stuff, you're going to want it on them. All right, and their second war gear option, Ursus Claws. Everyone has Ursus Claws, but Ursus Claws. Fired by Legion Audex Titans, get a strength bump from three up to four. Um, Ursus Claws are weird. Yeah, I'm they are. Their profile super fast. Yeah, they do some fair. weird shit. So, so basically, it, it, it's it's like a grabby harpoon. It shoots out. It grabs things. And what they're trying to do is basically pull off armor panels and just pull a Titan down to its. Or as Dave did to me, fucking kill my Warhound and have it collapse into a fucking Reaver. Yeah, I did. I ripped him apart. You ripped the fucking leg off. Literally. Continue. Continue as I hate everything. So so to cover Ursus Claws real fast, so the way they work is you don't do an armor roll, which means that the actual um, reinforced plating does not work against them, interestingly enough. Um, So you roll a die, you have the strength of the weapon, and then you add... If you're doing a coordinated strike, which with these guys, you really should be. You need to. Um, yeah. You add up the number of um, Ursus Claw hits you have to the D6. So if you shoot, you know, say you have two Warhounds with double claws, and you manage to get three hits, you would be adding... You would so, be so it's add plus one, one for every three. additional after the or first. Hit. Is it? Or, no, yeah. I'm saying it's a... Oh, beyond the first. I missed that sentence. Yeah. Yep. So that'd be plus two if you got three out of four to hit. Um, what sucks is that if you have two on one Titan, technically this doesn't work because it's not a coordinated strike. No. But uh, yeah, no. So you could get it, that plus one strength is essentially already having an extra hit in that pool, which is really nice. Um, so if your total is bigger than the target's scale, this is a big change from the previous version of the rules. Yeah. So if you don't have the updated Legio books or you do and even read through this, it's a big change. Now, instead of trying to beat the armor, you're beating the scale. So that means that if you have a single Ursus Claw and fighting a Warhound, on a two-up, it's going to work now. So equal to or lower, it 
as a it turns them. Uh, sorry, so that means on a three up, you get a warhound with this. Roll a if you have a coordinated strike and you get at least two in there, um, that would be sixes are full effect on warlords. Basically, you want lots of warhounds with Ursus claws if you're gonna go this route. Yes. Um, you could potentially just pull them to the ground and do uh, D3 plus one devastating hits. Towards. If they die, they automatically get laid low, which means you're safe from um, collateral damage. It, it's nice. That little perk, that is a little bump, but it's a free bump, unlike other like weapon upgrades in Legios. So, Ursus Claws, Audax, they go together. All right, personal traits. The Master of Ambush. Um, the Stalkenstein Legio trait applies to the Princeps Titan for the first and the second round, so they have an extra turn of getting more out of cover. It's nice, but again, it forces you to it forces you to play a little more conservatively, which you probably should with this many warhounds. Yes, um, <laughs> yes, be conservative. It's it, it's nice, but I don't know if it's the best um, personal trait out there. Any conflicting thoughts on that? It only helps the princeps. Uh, yeah. Okay, so he's got a little bit better cover. But it's only helping him. He's probably moving up with the squad anyway. If you're really worried about saving him, put him in a spot where he's better hidden. I I, I think you'll get more out of other stuff. I don't think it's going to do enough for you. I agree. I agree. Unless they're going solo. Yeah. Uh, all right. Second trait. Call the weak. The Prince of Sen can reroll failed armor rolls against a location that has suffered critical damage. So you start hurting something. You hurt it pretty bad. And then you just completely nail it. This is very nicely paired with a um, a plasma cannon. So you hit something, you critical to it, and then you follow up. Um, this might be a redemption story for the turbo laser. But I'm going to say I like it better on bolters. Because there's the universal war gear for the hunter shells. If I could find that super fast... Um, not the universal one. Uh, page one seventy one. Okay. Trader specific war gear, corrosive payload. There it is. Any trader titan with the ordnance or rapid trait can be upgraded with a corrosive payload for five times the dice value. So mega bolt would be thirty points, as long as you already have an upgrade on that. Um, once per game, you could add one to all armor rolls for the attack. So if you had a plasma and a bolter, which is a pretty common upgrade. For an extra 30 points is getting expensive now. You could have the plasma do wholesale damage and have the most devastating follow-up with the bolter imaginable. Because that plus one and reroll failed rolls is going to be nice together. It's expensive though. Um, I do like it though. I do like it. Yeah, th- this might be Legio. It saves you from the one those points. that shows up. Yeah. Is that, mm-hmm. This might be Legio yeah. where you have spare points just because you're only really currently... We'll we'll see when the dire wolf comes out. But currently, you only have one titan you can take. I mean, you can take some some banners and all, but you only have one titan. So, if uh, if the points aren't working out for you, you could have a good amount left over. Um, because you can't say like, mm-hmm. oh, well, I'll drop these two titans and I'll take the next class up. I'll take a reaver when I drop these two warhounds and I can take some upgrades and fit this other thing. Like, no, you you know the base, so you might you could get the points to put in some extras. I like that one. That's true, because unless you have you know a full two hundred, yeah, no, that's true. That could work. 
And then the last trait, the pack alpha, all dice times when three of the princeps may reroll ones making command checks. It's I still don't love this one either, because yes, rerolling ones and command checks could definitely bail you out. Um that's all command checks, not just to receive orders. So um that also go for like a reactor push go crazies. But there's still twos, threes, and fours that are gonna fail orders. Yeah. Although if you're squadrons and you're sharing orders, it's plus one per additional Titan with the order. And you should be squadroned. So, I mean, listen, this might be worth it then. I want to go back to if you're going to be sharing orders. This is nice. I want to go back to what Dave said real quick. Um, and I'm just kind of this is again theory. If the dire wolf is scale six, he's got to be. If so, let's say if he's scale six. Um, which he most likely is, but if he's six, I think he's a wonderful addition to Legio Audax. Um, <clears throat> you could do Stalk Unseen, right? Which is, because uh, you want to hide him, because he's going to do that little stupid top gun that can shut your Titan down, right, on the top. I think it ignored, does it ignore voice shields? Yeah, the neutron laser, yep. Yeah, yeah so, so exactly. So, minus two to hit instead of minus one, excellent. Just pop his little tiny booty out and let him let, let him shoot the top gun, right? Which will have line of sight to a lot of things, by the way, because it's not on the arms, it's right on the shoulders, which yeah. peers over buildings. Um, uh, you could clear a, uh, a three or four story building easily with yeah. that. Um, I'm ignoring reinforced penny for now because that, that doesn't really help the uh, the thing. Uh, the, I'm going to ignore the Ursus Claws. But, uh, and then uh, well, if you make him a print caps, you can reroll failed armor rolls. Uh, that's well, he has, to, he has to be in a maniple to be the print caps, though. Oh, true. And it, okay, yeah. so yeah, we would have to see and again. At this point, see. we don't have any maniples for it. Exactly. So we would have to see. But it's still, like I said, it, it, if it's part of the Audax, you can see it helping. Like, it works. It works well. It gives you long range sniping firepower and an otherwise very quick close range list of warhounds. If if, like if he is bigger than scale six, they don't know what they're doing. Like it's a perfect oh, Titan to add to Correct. to add overall, especially add to Audax. Hey, guess what? You get to finally play with another Titan now with their Legio. Oh, we made him seven. Like no, he's also, gonna be six. It does say that they it does say that they use Direwolf Titans. Yeah, so, so like, he's gonna be he's it, the Direwolf's gonna be six. It's gotta be. I know, but it's just, it's still you know it's just in case. To be fair, hot. To be fair, uh, Games Workshop also mentions that there are Laris custodians in 30k, um, and there are no rules for them. So, yeah. But but that the, true. But that's a little different. That's oh, saying like a- this model exists, but we just haven't given you the rules. Like GW does that; they don't always give you rules for everything. Saying in the fluff and everything else, like, "Hey, man, you're gonna have this tight." Like, no, we made him too big for you. Like that's that's. That would be like they came out with Alaris Terminators or, or something like that, Alaris for uh, for Custodes, but then they tell you that you're not allowed to take them because they're in a different army. Oh, my God. They add Alaris Custodes to Imperial Fists. Yeah, that's that's, the, that's more of equivalency there. Yeah. Ugh. All right, and before we close out the Ember Wolves chapter, we have to go back to their maniple because it's, it's central to them. It is yeah. absolutely central. To them, they're the ones that could take it, so it's worth talking about here. So, surprise, surprise, it's made up of three warhounds and maybe two more warhounds. The trait for this maniple is called Pack Ambush. Um, instead of deploying maniples in this Titan, you place basically blips. Um, 
anywhere on the battlefield, six six inches from your deployment zone. So on a like a pitched battle kind of setup, that would be um, fourteen inches from the opponent's table edge. Um, I think it's I think it's eight. It's either six or eight. I think it depends on what cards you draw in the in the scenarios. It's like about 14, 12 to 14 inches from the table opponent's yeah. table edge. That's where you could place the blips. Um, and placing the blip counts as them being deployed. So if you have all Canis Maniples, you could be the first one deploying in almost every game, giving you the D10 to dictate first turn. Um, and then after de- deployment's finished, then the times from the Maniple deploy within three inches of a pack ambush marker and yes you do share them between maniples but each maniple only gives you one extra and you have you have to deploy um, titans at least 50% that you de- obscured yep yeah that's the problem it's I mean, very oh, dependent hold on, on it's the very exactly. dependent on the terrain yeah. that but you to have. be fair if you're playing an if actual you're game. one of those tables where you have you know two civitas boxes built spread out over a four by four and they're all like you know little stubby three-story tall buildings. This literally will not work. Yeah, you're um, gonna have a bad time. If your terrain is too narrow, it's not really gonna work. You need like healthy size, like six-story buildings, like three or four, five panels wide. Like you need healthy sized terrain. Um, terrain that ate its vegetables and grew up big and strong. That's what you need for this uh, for this maniple to work. Um, but yeah. Basically, it just lets you deploy outside your deployment zone in these ambush locations. You can put any number of Titans by each markers. They have to be within three, not wholly within, just within. Um, so you could stretch that decently far. But again, you have to be hidden. Um, I saw someone try out Ajo Audax and they ran this maniple and they struggled. To use it because their opponent very carefully deployed their titans so that they basically were able to cut down the ambush locations because they placed them very aggressively forwards. So when you you know drew the lines, it gave like this little little window that you couldn't fit the warhound into, or like one war it was one warhound on each of two blips up front, and the rest were forced to deploy at the way back of the table. And it just completely destroyed the cohesion of the the maniple and the momentum of the army. Because it was also like all flamers and all Ursus Claws. There's no long-range component to it. So, you gotta be careful with this one. Um, and it's more the kind of maniple where if there's an event, you ask the event organizer, can I see an example table? I'm thinking for an Incanus Light maniple, but I don't know. And honestly... Just plan to play Looper Call as a backup because it's the same basic idea, just, well, no, sorry, the same composition, different perk. Yeah. yeah. I think it's a cool maniple. I think it helps the Legio do what it does a little bit better um, because as those Ursus Claws, I think it could be a trap depending on what your local tables are like. Any other thoughts? It feels like if you're taking Audax, this is what you want to run. This is part of the reason you're running them is because then you get this really mm-hmm. cool, I break, the, I, I break the normal rules of the game deployment. But yeah, if your table looks wrong, you, you're you're going to lose there. But um, 
the same way the same way you guys talk about 30k how it kind of has to be i don't want to say non-competitive less competitive more cooperative to an extent we want to make sure both sides are having a good time it's the same reason the way you would play this the same way if someone's playing a knight army if someone's playing a knight army well we better make sure there's a good amount of train because otherwise this isn't going to be fun if someone's going to play this, mm -hmm. you better make sure there's some train for you to hide behind. It doesn't mean that you should be able to write on my line. You know, if you put all your points right across like uh, my deployment zone and I can stop you there, that's one thing. But you could put a point maybe a little bit further back. Maybe there's a couple other buildings or something that could hide them. So you're still far up the board, but maybe you're not right on top of me. Like at least give you some options like that. But um, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I agree with you. Yeah, if you're going to take this to like a tournament somewhere, you cut yeah you ask them talk to them about it make it known what you're going to do because the last thing you want to do is bring this and the tables are terrible for you and you're just losing getting crushed every game or you're just starting your own deployment zone because where's the fun in that yep i mean unless there is the you know your own deployment zone provision and you could yes. counter deploy within your own deployment zone but even then like it sucks because you, you literally just lost two feet of deployment yeah just because the terrain wasn't good and let's face it, you're running. If you're taking this legion, you're probably running an Ursus Claw on, on. I would think a good amount of them, maybe not at all least of them, half. A, a, yeah, a good amount, like half. Yeah, just it, because one, it's, it's fun. Yeah, it's higher fun. the Ursus Claws. Yeah, it's ten points, so it's nice and cheap. It helps you afford your armor upgrade because now it's a very cheap weapon that you can take, and your Ursus Claws are a strength four, so you could actually get like a pair of them could actually get work done instead of needing three or four. Well, Ursus Claws only fire up to 12 inches, so I got to get close to you first. You know, they kind of need this to be able to use those weapons effectively. Mm hmm. Especially if you're playing the base missions from the rulebook, and you could potentially get stuck with the, um, the one where you try to kill something turn one and turn two. Yeah. If you load up on Ursus Claws, that's not happening. Another reason to get the open engine work pack or like a scan of them because those missions are way better. But yeah, no, like. They're supposed they're designed together for a reason because they're supposed to go together. They don't have to. Well, Audax doesn't have to, but they should at least once. If you're going to try Audax, try this out. Yeah. If if you want to play Audax and the idea of that mana pull, you don't like the idea of the mana pull. You should really think about: Do you really actually want to run Audax? Because I feel it's not a requirement. But they really should be going hand in hand. Like that that's your way to both fit the fluff as well as to improve your chances of being able to compete against much bigger and heavier and more damaging targets that you're gonna face. Unless it's like Audax v Audax. And then just rip them down with the Ursus Claws. <laughs> but anything else for Audax, gentlemen? No, that's it. Okay. Well, I, got yeah, it. I think we're good. Alright. So we will move on then. We'll go to Legio Magna. Um, so, for Magna, um, these guys were interesting when I was reading through them. First of all, their symbol is really cool. Oh, actually, one other quick thing about Audax. Their paint scheme is great. It's that sort of almost blackish with the um, you know red marble pattern over it. And I think it's a nice, clean, cool scheme. But uh, going back to Magna. Um, this is one of the ones where they were first discovered... And then it was, or, or they, they were first, like, there was some information about them, but then it was a super long time before they actually got uh, got found. Essentially, like, there were some records lost and all. Um, 
they're actually one of the largest legios and they end up being spread across the imperium so they're uh Forge World, their their home world was uh, Esteban Seven. Um, essentially, what happened as time went on, um, they were they were not a faction that really cared about playing the politics game. They wanted to like do their job, do their job well. Actually, the give me one quick second. Was there? Am I thinking of the Allegio for no one knew them? Blah, 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 blah. Oh, no, sorry. My apologies. I was mixing up a little bit of the next Legio. The um, found much later was the other Legio. For this one, no, they were they were around. Um, huge, uh, huge Legio. Um, essentially, they were having trouble being able to keep up with um, repairs and everything like that because they were kind of being spread out. There was individuals being sent to some spaces, uh, demi-legios being sent to others. What also happened in their system is that a demi-legio of Tempestus was moved to Esteban III, which meant that a lot of the goods and, and everything that they were getting at Esteban Seven was now going to this other spot. So essentially, they weren't able to keep up with the demand that they had. Um, so what they ended up doing is they switched their forges over and they started making production for the Imperial Army. So they're making bane blades and 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 that's the one thing that's the main thing I mentioned there. But they're probably making other things, so that they were getting contracts and all with the Imperial Army, and that was giving them um, links as ways to be able to get um, more things for themselves. Because essentially, they would threaten that hey, you know, there's going to be a problem with your order if we don't start getting more supplies, or if hey, if we don't start getting better placement out there. So they started actually trying to wheel and deal themselves into getting better and better missions. Um, so over the course of the decade and all, they were actually able to get um, redeployed to more noteworthy positions, getting better and better spots, and in particular, serving aside Horus um, and Lurgar as well. So the main two culprits of the heresy. Um, as this went along and they got more and more known and renowned, they started liking it more and more. So they noticed even their tactics started to change. They were actually more upfront and and more in the enemy's face, essentially trying to play now the politics sort of game that they originally weren't going to do. Um, since they were with Horus and Logar and, and all for so long, it was no surprise that when the heresy happened, who they chose to go with. Um, and the overall sort of feel is that they went from a very reserved and, and more self-spoken sort of thing to a very bolsterous and wanting to be noticed and wanting to be important and all. Um, and that plays into essentially what their their traits and all are. So we'll go through their... They have one trait. The leisure trait is Howls of the Damned. You subtract one from the command checks made by Titans within eight inches of a Legio Magna Titan. In addition, Titans with 8 inches of Ligno Magna Titan can never reroll fail command checks. Magna Titans are unaffected by this trait. Um, good, not necessarily amazing, but good. Um, removing one from their command checks means that, especially at least with smaller Titans, it's much more likely that they're not going to get their commands. Um, and not being able to reroll them as well with that minus means 
that for certain either mana pulls and all, you're essentially removing bonuses it can give. Um, I do like it. The only the only sort of issue I have with it is, you know, it, commands are the sort of thing... Well, actually, okay, we'll come back to them in one second. But in terms of some of those command checks, you might it might be something that your opponent's not really caring to do. You might be in a position where you don't really need them. Since they limit you when you're when you're doing say orders, doing command check related to orders, that maybe you don't want to actually use one, so it's not necessarily coming in play. Is um is the machine spirit on the reactor die? Is that a command check? It is. Okay, so yep. this actually affects that as well. So they're more likely to lose control. That helps. I do like that part more. You do have to get close. Again, this might be a legion where you want to be a little bit more brawler, at least with some of your titans. I like it. Not amazing, though. I do like it overall, though. Um, do you guys have any particular impression? Do you guys like it more than I do? I have not. I don't go crazy for command check manipulation. It's not a bad trait by any means, but it's no. not like a, whoa, I'm going to build around this country. It's a nice perk. It's a, oh, man, I'm sorry, but you failed that test sort yeah. of deal. More than a, okay, I'm going to, you know, push this up specifically because I know I can do this and that. Like, is that making sense? Like, yeah, it's a perk, not a plan. Yeah. We'll take a look at their, uh, they have two stratagems. So the first stratagem is Battle Fervor. It's three points. It says it can be purchased by any Legion Magna player. Play the stratagem during the strategy phase. For the remainder of the phase, friendly Legio, uh, sorry, Legio Magna Titans may be issued charge orders without the need to make a command check. In addition, for the remainder of that round, friendly Legio Magna Titans may reroll hit rolls of one for attacks made with weapons with the melee trait. This is another Legion that Legio that wants to be close. They want to be right up there. Um, this one I do like if it's three points, so it's expensive. It depends if you're running multiple things that want close combat and you time it well, I think you can get a lot out of this, especially the reroll ones, because a lot of times with melee weapons, if if you have a decent melee weapon, you're usually hitting on for, you know, say twos. talking about a reaver or something like that, you're usually hitting on twos. So you're essentially getting a reroll and the only thing that's going to be missing. I mean, there's a chance it might be three, but a lot of times it's on twos. So... I like, as someone who likes to get Titans all up in there, I do like this. Three points a little expensive, but I understand why they didn't go cheaper, because if they went cheaper, then you wouldn't dedicate resources. You definitely have to dedicate resources to making this worthwhile. I agree. Honestly. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. All right. You got it. Yeah. <clears throat> I was thinking Ferox Manipul at first, but now I'm realizing that's mostly Warhound, so it's actually not great with Ferox. No, it's not. I would say this would be good for a Corsair. Because that's Reavers. I'm going to agree with you here. Corsair. Which one's... Cor I, I never remember the names of which ones. Which Just um, Reavers that are super agile. They can yeah. move sideways full speed. Uh, and it's all Reavers. Uh, that would actually be really good because, yeah, it gives, it gives you more options. I mean, it's not going to help on the, the charge part because charge does say front arc, but it helps you get into the position for it very well. Right, and it gives you a bunch of titans that could take melee weapons to maximize the potential of the stratagem. Oh, absolutely. Because yeah. I, I, um, Ferox is a one reaver. I keep forgetting it's only one base and a bunch of warhounds. 
and which will not derive nearly the same kind of benefit from this. No, not at all. No, you want something that puts Reavers and maybe more. Uh, Perpetua Battleline does it as well, but I don't know if that helps. It helps repair. That's not bad. But, all right. Um, the other Legio specific stratagem, Spearhead Assault. This stratagem can be purpose, sorry, purchased by any Legio Magna player. Play the stratagem during any strategy phase. For the remainder of the round, so the entire round, friendly Legio Magna Titans add one to all hit rolls and armor rolls made as the result of an attack against a target within 8 inches of the Titan, in addition to any other modifiers. However, enemy Titans add one to all armor rolls made as a result um, of an attack against a Legio Magna Titan originating from the side or rear arc, in addition to any other modifiers. Ooh. All right, so for the round, they get an extra plus one to hit and for armor rolls if they're targeting within eight inches, but your opponent gets better in your sides or back. Yeah. The opponent does not get better in the front, though. So if you get a charge off and you square right up to them, they're not they're not going to be able to get around you. Depending on your shape, I'm thinking like a... Um, like a reaver with the wider base and all. If you if you get in front of them correctly, if they're not a round base like a warhound, they might not. They probably won't be able to move around you or really be able to push themselves away in most cases. It's a shame that these strats together is five um, strategy yeah. points. That's a lot of points. They pair so nicely. Shame. Um. Because you get, how many do you get in a 1750 game? Like four? No, hold on. Uh, no, you you do get five. You get five. You get, you get three for showing up. Well, you get three for showing up and then two for each Legio your opponent has. So yes. usually five. Yeah. If you play knights, you're not taking both, but you probably don't want both if you're fighting knights anyway, because knights make people cry. Um. Yeah. No, you could go all in with these two, and they do pair very nicely. But then it's also very predictable. If you have, five, you know, four or five reavers all kitted out for combat, gee, I wonder what strats they took. It, it, you know, that that's a nice pairing. Yeah. Reroll really ones to, and add one. If you're looking to take both, I think this is the case where, or spot where you make a case for a Ferox. Because a Ferox, you could put two reavers in. You have a couple Warhounds. Okay, my two reavers I put in are geared at least on one arm for melee. Their goal is to use these things and get into your face. That second one just says if you're within eight inches. It doesn't. Um, the first one obviously is related to uh, melee only, but spirit assault. It's plus one to hit rolls for armor rolls um, against the target, and plus one to hit. So it has nothing to do with melee on that one. So I can actually hit That's you better true. with the weapons on the other, on my That's other true. smaller titans, because that would be. Basically a two-up skill. Yep. Yeah. Well, and if you're within is, your scale, even, even at that point of Although, Mega Bolter, you're looking at plus two, so you're looking at what? Strength? Are there what? Strength four base? So you're looking at strength six. So it's a one-up one to hit. Yep. Strength six, yeah. Seven if you get the flank. Yeah. So I, I, I this actually... Well for, that, well, for that, you wouldn't use Battle Forever, though, because you only have one model with a melee weapon. I but, but they, Ferox, they, you can take two. You can take two attacks reavers. are not weapons, though. Oh, you do get two. Never mind. Yeah, you can oh, take a second. I think you'd have I put, to. If you want to take Battle Forever, I think you take the second. Yeah. 
No, you absolutely take the second if you're doing Battle for River. I could see absolutely. you just doing Spearhead, though. Yeah. No, I, I, I wouldn't mind just taking that. That's great. And that's honestly, in some extent, again, positioning always matters in the game. But Spearhead is actually potentially even a little, um, you have to be with eight inches, might be a little bit better if you're closer to eight, sometimes not even melee, because you might be able to protect your sides and flanks better. Where maybe if you're a little closer, maybe you're too far in their line and their warhounds come around you. But uh, I like it. I definitely like both of those. Yeah. Shame I don't like I feel the color. Forever might be overcosted by a point. Yeah. In a normal sized game. Because yes. it does scale up aggressively. Because it's every Titan, not just a maniple. Yep. I feel like it if they locked it to a maniple and made it two points, I feel like it'd be perfect. Agreed. And I would very, very much consider taking it whenever I could. Like whenever you know it made sense. At three points, but it, you know, infinitely scales up. All of a sudden, it's kind of blocked out from small games, and it's a I'm going to play a big stupid game kind of strat. But Spearhead Assault, that's fantastic. Yeah. That with Ferox, I mean, you're looking at plus two then. Plus one to hit, plus two on your mm -hmm. armor. That's that's going to do Using your ballistic good... skill, yeah. Well, Spearhead and a Ferox is absolutely amazing as a Baron. Yeah, I do like that. All right. Uh, Legion specific war gear, they got uh, one of them. Directed pressure outlet. Um, any of their titans armed with a weapon with the fusion trait can be equipped with this for 20 points. Each fusion weapon a titan is armed with must be upgraded separately as common. Um, it adds plus three to the weapon's short range. So they get longer short ranges. Um, I don't know. I got to flip to look at some titan weapons. Does, does that Just make the Meltas. Yes. Okay. So your melta range then it's is so that's reavers, yeah, and that's warmasters. So that's a fifteen inch on your short range for your reaver. What is it on warmasters? At the same? No, there's probably a longer range. Their fusion is sixteen, so it'd be nineteen. Eh, it's nice, but I don't know if I want to spend twenty points on the weapon to do that my, my other things i'm taking in this legio are gonna put me inside the distance of fusion anyway because i want to get within eight inches to be able to use spearhead assault i'm already going to be within the the 12 or whatever it is so i don't think i spend 20 extra points on this Ooh. i think i take a mutation or something i have a funny one i have a really funny one go for it the iconoclast what is the he? siege drill has a two inch short range no long range it's melee and fusion. Wait, is it? So you could board. upgrade it from two inches to five inches. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. I mean, you would be hitting shields even though it's melee because it does not have bypass, unlike the Chainsorge does. But funny enough, you could get that from two inch to five inch range. Assuming That's... they have shields left. If they don't have shields. That's also. That's true. This is a this is a freaking war master. You also have like two mega bolter arrays or some bullshit. Yeah, my, that's my, funny. Yes, and because there you're 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 doing it not for the extra die the D10 from the fusion instead. You're just doing it because you want more distance. It's only a short range of yeah. two inches. So now at least you have a five inch gun. At least you now you than, can hit you more than double it. Yeah, yeah. You have a lot more. Range. And what's and really on. What's even funnier is you could do this with charge orders because it is a melee weapon. 
Yes, it is. And they have a charge order. So they have a five-inch threat range on a charge. Oh, my God. That is hilarious. And I don't know if it's good. No, I wouldn't it's not good, but it's it. funny. If you have a Warmaster, if you have an Iconoclast, you might as well. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, it's 20 points. Great. You're already paying so much for that boy. What's 20 points? It's nothing. Just throw it on him. Exactly. Um, All right. So now Dan's going to start playing Legio Magna. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> he's gonna go get two iconoclasts, and he's gonna say, "This is my new maniple type." Shut up! I'm doing it. I'm just not a big fan of their paint scheme. I'm hoping so. Like I said, as always, I'm gonna put out a call for for pictures from the community so we can post this up. So if you're watching on YouTube, you're hopefully looking at a bunch of really greatly painted titans right now, and I'm hoping that I maybe looks, what I see makes me get more in the flesh. interested. Hmm? It looks better in the flesh. I think. Yeah, I would. I would um, hope so. That's one of the local guys. About does a black shield force that's like a titan from each legion has a mostly black scheme that was like an accent color mm. and he has a magna titan in there and it looks really nice yeah uh, orange orange is a tough color to paint well and depending on how you do it there's a lot of shades and variation you can do and some of them come across very good and other ones i think are just you know a little too boring or too yellow and all all right let's look at these uh these prince substrates so uh first one is messenger of death the Legio trait Howls of the Damned. Okay, sorry. Their Legio trait Howls of the Damned. That was the name of the Legio trait. Affects all units within 15 of the Princeps Senoris Titan instead of 8. So their command checks are worth na worse now inside of uh, 15. No, don't take it. That's such a, such a weird number to pick. Yeah, why too. is it 15? Why didn't they just double it and make it 16? Because they hate you. <laughs> they did that for a reason, and it might be hate. I, I don't like that one. Their oh, Legio God. trait to me is the least fun thing they do. It's not bad. I mean, you're if you mm -hmm. can get it to go off like, hi, I stopped you from getting your charge order and I got my charge order, you're going to love it. But all the rest of the time, it's just going to sit there. Yeah. I, I think you take this Legio because you like Spearhead Assault and you want to try something silly maybe with uh, Warmaster. Yeah. I could see that. Slayer of Kings their next trait here um when targeting a titan that is within 12 inches of the princeps titan the princeps senoris may add one to the armor roll for any hits provided the target has a scale equal to or greater than their own hmm that's not bad if you're willing to make your princeps senoris probably maybe your reaver because like, to me that kind of screams what you want in this you want a reaver with some close maybe at least one close combat weapon rushing in having some fun if you're at least a Reaver, that's most of the Titans in the game, then, that you're going to get plus one to your armor rolls against. And they're the ones with the heavier armor anyway. So, yeah. I like it. Yeah. Um, shoot this on a Warhound, because in a Ferox, you could stack that with Spearhead for a plus three. You could. Honestly, I'd even flank, put this on a Reaver. Flank, flank for a plus four. Yeah. I'd even put this on a Reaver. Because um, my favorite weapon, Gatling Blasters, now becomes Trend Six with Ordnance. So yeah, very true. Well, this is nice. That yeah. is nice one. Yeah, the first one not so great. The second second one is good. Uh, Bloodthirsty is our third one here. It says once per round, the Princeps Titan may make an attack with a disabled weapon, as if the weapon had been repaired. After resolving Ooh. the effects of the weapon attack, the weapon suffers the detonate damage effect using the highest detonated strength value to resolve its effect. Um. No, don't. I don't. 
I don't like this one. Yes. Hey, wait, wait, wait. Because wait. if you have a Melter on your Reaver yes. and it's broken, you get sad. Being because... able to shoot that anyway, because it's a 35-point gun. That, yeah. yeah, true. Being and able if to someone bring it back knights, into the fight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like someone activates knights and they tear off your arms instead of focusing on your body. All right. So yeah. plays Furians and they go for the meme and they rip off your arms. No, stop that. No, stop. <laughs> no one does that. No one in life will do that. <laughs> no one in life will do that. No, but like you play night players or for example, against my game in Friday, <clears throat> where I was playing Steve, we just kept hitting weapons left and right and it sucked. It really, really did. So maybe just pulling out that extra shot might be nice. Uh, again, the better one is number two, but it's not. There's a case for three. Bad. Yeah, there's a case for three. Would you take it? No, I'd rather take two. But listen, if you want to take three, it's you're not like, you know, it's not bad. It depends basically on how many Meltas you have versus how much medium strength you have. Yeah. If you have a lot of Meltas, Slater Kings, is is a plus one really going to help you when you're rolling a D10 to penetrate? Yeah, sometimes, but not that much. It's better to have more weapons in the game. That's my thought, anyway. The more you talk about it, the, the less I, the less negative I am on it. I still don't necessarily like it because it is again that sort of case of I'm banking on a bad result, and yeah, it, it, it it's okay. And if you have this, maybe then your opponent doesn't target your arms because they're like, well, you get the fired anyway. Like, yeah, you're going to take a body hit, but you'll still hurt me. So maybe now I'll try to you know, take you down a different way. So not bad, but no. If you're going to pick one of their one of their traits, I say you go with the second one. I like that one better, especially considering the mana pulls that you're going to run a run with this. Uh, anything further for these uh, orange boys? No. Flame on. Flame right. on. Uh, so, lastly, Geo, we're going to go through tonight, then, is Volturum. Um, these are the ones who were lost for a while. I apologize earlier when I said that. I read both of these back-to-back, and I didn't write out everything for this one, because we didn't uh, decide until late who's going to do which. So, these guys are the, uh, the Gore Crows. These are the weird crows. ones from Xanda, right? These are huh? the weird ones from Xanda, right? Yeah. yeah. The, uh, one of the yeah. two. Okay. Yeah, okay, good. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> essentially... Um, what we had from this, from what I recall through reading, was the fact that they were um, they were found at one point. There was all this information about them, but they weren't actually fully discovered until a good amount of years later. Essentially, actually by one of the, by a rogue trader, who um, they found these hulking automata warships and expecting potentially a battle. No, they they actually. Um, offered to to help them out, repair, everything like that, and to start the exchange between what they said, the Sovereign Forge World of Xana and the Imperium of Man. Um, negotiations back and forth. Um, they were surprised what, what threw off the Imperium was how far this particular Forge World was from Mars. This was exceptionally far away, but yet how robust, how large it was, how many titans they had, essentially how advanced they were. It felt like there was something wrong. They actually, they give a quote in here that I want to go through because I, I do like this. Um, it was a quote by one of the emissaries said, Xana's gifts simply too perfect to be trusted. It is either our greatest good fortune in these times of war or is a serpent lying awake to slay us. 
My mind perceives the former while my soul warns the later. They have no idea why these people were so advanced, why this forger was as advanced as it was. And they were willing to work with them. And they essentially said, um, you know, we'll work with you, we'll help you out, but we're going to, you know, still call ourselves, for all intents and purposes, essentially independent. Um, they knew they couldn't fight them in a war. There wasn't resources to do that. So, and, and there was um, uh, essentially a battle that, that took place right around the same, or a sort of war taking place at the same sort of time there with the Ragdon uh, Xenocide. So, like I said, they essentially said, you get to maintain your sovereignty and only notionally fall under the rule of Mars. In return, um, you are going to fight this Xenocide and they ended up getting two different Legios out of this. So, Volturum was one and then Kandos, I guess is how you would say the other one. They're the Death Cry. Um, the Gorkros were the ones that were a lot more active in this, in the Great Crusade, going around, doing everything that they should. Um, the big thing is, they were known, they kind of do their own thing, even in battle. Um, their Titans move as a unit. They really don't talk to the people in command unless it was absolutely necessary. And people tolerated them because of, one, both their power, and also because they were getting their job done. But they essentially refused to fall in line, for all intents and purposes. Um, after the Xenocide, they, it says they, they came out with devoid of all concepts of mercy and filled with great contempt for the weak. So going through this, as more time went on, they got more and more cruel. And surprise, surprise, when that happened, um, they ended up siding with Horus and all of them because, you know, through their cruelty and everything like that. It's a lot of it helped Shocking. because of... Hmm? Yeah. Uh, a lot of it came because of how isolated they were. They weren't really you know, <clears throat> with the Imperium. They were more of there. So Horus was able to get them over to his side very very easily just by saying, hey, mm -hmm. oh, you guys can be even more dependent than you were. You're sorry, more independent than yep. you were. All right, so they went with it. Yeah, they were, playing, they were playing both sides for a while. Yes. Imperium's like, hold up, that's not cool. And Horace is like, hey, man, you didn't like those guys anyway. They're like, yeah, you know what? Good point. <laughs> so so they went. Yeah, and that they um, did. Yeah, for those who don't know um, what Xana is, Xana makes Dan very happy. Your yep. mechanic is Xana, right? Yep, it is. Or like nominally, yeah. yeah um, Xana has a, has a crazy scorpion tech priest with Scoria. Yep, Scoria. Um, they're cool. Um, I think the the mechs and the titans both share a scheme, right? They both have that bone, the black trim. Weird. It's this. It's actually what they. It's the, a weird tan with a black. Also, I should put out House Malinax is also part of it's a night house that is paired with this legio and they have yeah. the same exact color scheme yeah, which is do. a tannish blackish well, it's actually it's not exactly the same but it's very close yeah well, they I both mean, have it, like it, that that tan bone sort of color running through scorpion, yeah. yeah um but yeah no uh that for those who don't know i play dark mechanicum specifically uh house of xana dark mechanicum uh with scoria and and this is their home world um they the reason are... that Xana um, is was so advanced is they experimented. Yes, which very... was not very 
<laughs> in line of doctrines. That is not very kosher, yeah. So, for those who don't know, Fluff, uh, you do not fucking experiment with the Mechanicum. Um, it was, your job is to maintain the status quo, not to experiment new shit. Like, for like for those who are listening and, like, play 40K, you might say, but Belisarius Call, yeah, Belisarius Call is a fucking heretic. Like, he... He should be assassinated by all means. The only reason he's not stabbed in the face repeatedly is because Gilman. Because Gullman himself. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's was the anyone only else. Every other Mechanicus priest wants to murder this dude. Like, experimenting is not fucking done, period. It is maintaining a, the status quo. There's a uh, reason Call has a body double. Yes. Like, ready uh, for his consciousness. And Scoria basically said, uh, I see what you're saying. Uh, fuck you. <laughs> and experiments anyway. Um, for those who don't know who Scoria is, Scoria is a, a basically a scorpion-like spider body tech priest. Um, and they speci- the Mechanicum there at least specialize in in, in horrid monstrosities. Um, that sounds and terrible I, I, in every way. And Scoria is actually, fun fact, Scoria was the first person to experiment on in, injecting a demonic soul into a wired in caps, a.k.a. what happened to Legio Volpa. That was Scoria, or at least the Dark Mechanicum uh, um, under Scoria. The, their whole thing was, I want to make, I want to experiment with demon souls and injecting that into caps who are wired into Titans. What's the worst that can happen? You know, they they... These this this these guys were not loyal, like at all. And I dare say they weren't even loyal when they were fucking found. These guys were techno heresy one oh fucking one. No, they weren't loyal then. And I said that's why they couldn't understand like how are you so advanced? They knew they couldn't fight them then. They had too much going on. So it's like, all right, we'll just we'll let you go. We'll let you be for yeah. now. Mm-hmm. No, these guys were it's back. Like the, it's like the Tau. They exist because there's other issues to deal with. Yeah, yes. yeah. It, it's too expensive to fight you now. Um, go fight that thing. Go fight over there for us. You can do what you want. Just go fight for us. Just a little backstory on Xana and why I like them. That's why I asked about the Xana question because yeah. I, I realized that oh shit, this is Korea's home world. And yeah, no, they're, and their color scheme. Little side note: I know Dave's going to talk about it, but color yeah. scheme is great. I did the tan with the black, and you get some good weathering on that. It actually looks fantastic. Yeah, no, no, they they do have a they do have a good scheme, and this is one of the ones where I do feel that the Knight household and the Legio have enough similarities that you can see that they go together. Some of them do that, but some of these Knight houses just look very, very different. This one, I like that they kind of keep that sort of tanned cream color between the two to really show that connection. But let's uh let's let's dug into some gory crow rules rules here. So yes. Legio trait is relentless killers. During the combat phase, friendly Legio Volturum Titans add one to hit rolls. If during the same round, enemy Titan had suffered catastrophic damage, regardless of the source. Um, enemy die, everyone gets plus one. Yes, that's big. That's that is big. Like big. You know what's it, fun too? It doesn't say you have to shoot the same Titan. No. Um, no, it doesn't. It doesn't matter where died. it goes. Just if if a Titan died, you, your army gets plus one. Yeah. Assuming that you're all Legio of a term type, um, that's, that's actually really big. Yeah, I, it does seem it does sound good. It it will do nothing for you for a while, but when it starts, but to if you work, get a good first fire off, yeah, if you get a f- good nice killing first fire off or a nice charge order off that kills something, 
everyone's going to benefit. Or if they cook themselves alive, which does happen sometimes. I mean, hell, if you get a good ordnance barrage in the stratagem phase, it works. Yeah. Yeah. What I mean, like, it'll take a little bit. This might be a little bit of a later round when it happens, depending on what they're running. If they're running light titans, if they're running, like, warhounds and all, if you can actually get to them, they're obviously easier to kill. If you can take one down, well, hey, now you're getting plus one. Um, Can you still one shot with thermal mines? Can you still one shot with thermal mines on a good roll? You never could. No, you can't. No, you it doesn't do enough. Crit, crit, crit. If you crit, crit, crit on a warhound, they'll kill it. You used to be able I to thought, crit. I thought the legs had a long enough track that was just sure. Oh, no, no, no. Crit, crit, crit will kill it by one. Same track as the body. You can't crit, crit, crit Wait, a warhound. It's only five pips long? I thought it was six. Hmm. No, I think it's okay. five. Hold on. I don't even have my iPad with me. God, where my t- terminals are over there. Oh my god, everything's in shambles. It's, it's a- amateur hour here <laughs> over at uh, the Apollo. Yeah, everything's yeah. in fucking shambles. I bring I should have just shut the no, fuck but, up. But like there definitely are stratagems you could use to kill off a Titan. Yeah. Yes. Now, uh, this is only the combat phase get the benefit. So your charge and first fires won't benefit. No. But your charges first fires stratagems can all trigger this benefit. Here we go. So uh crit crit Crit. Dan's typing it in slowly. Oh, yeah, no. Crit, crit, crit will kill. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. It's a six long track that includes the initial point. So, yeah. Yeah. Triple crits would do it. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, so now. Um, But they can't crit anymore because it's only strength eight, not ten. Yeah. Uh, So, eight. Unless unless it's a knight player because the knight's ones still do ten. Oh, yeah, true. Okay. It's it's plasma mine. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure. A, 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 very, a very nice to have. It might take a little bit before this yeah, happens. Yes. And it, there is a chance in my mind that this is a win more trait. I, I've destroyed one of yours, and now I'm easier to destroy more of yours. So, like, I, I might be going mm-hmm. ahead, and now I'm just going more ahead. But I feel like this is a stronger version of the Legio Mortis thing. Oh, absolutely. Legio Mortis, Mortis is garbage you get yeah, you get a reroll, and it sticks to the Titan that did the killing. I'd rather have this a, is plus like one everyone. for a round. It's party time. Yep, hundred percent. Yeah, most, most definitely. All right, there. Uh, sorry, Legio specific stratagem. Uh, call the weak for only one. All right, so it's cheap at least. Um, this stratagem can be purchased by any Legio Volturum player. Play the stratagem when an enemy Titan moves outside of its front arc. Um, they tell you to see in the rule books about sidestepping or moving back, whether voluntary or involuntarily. A friendly Legion of term Titan can immediately make an attack with one of its weapon systems against the target, increasing its reactor level by one to do so. For all intents and purposes, this is a new attack requiring an attack and an attack roll, any additional increase to the Titan's reactor level, and so on. So if you fire it with a weapon that increases it or makes you roll it, um, the reactor die, you still have to do all that. Um, when enemy type moves outside well of its front arc, so essentially Clean. when it sidesteps or backs up, I like it. For it's one, one point, it's not too point. bad because it's cheap. Yeah, but and how many times have, has the warhound fled your warlord out of the way? You know that's a pain in the ass. Blast it before it goes. Just laugh at someone playing a uh, corsair manifold. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so it's one CP. It it's it's literally. Arc. Or if yeah, you run quick cannons and you shove them back. 
That, oh, that's what I'm yeah. trying to figure out. Does Quake count? It's, it's voluntary or involuntary, so yes. Yeah, because yeah. Quake would be backing up. Technically, you back up two inches. So, yeah. or I would say it counts. In my mind, it this does. This pairs really well with the Legio trade, too, in my opinion. Because let's say a Warhound's like really, really damaged, right? And it's trying to get out of your arc, and it tries to feel a yeah, the warlord down. Because remember, you're not. You're, let's say you know the warhound's yeah. really damaged. Its shields are probably down. It's trying to run behind cover, and you know you go wait, psych, motherfucker, and you just blast it with a plasma plasma. Because there's no minuses. I can't see any minuses. You just get a reactor level plus one, right? Yeah. So like in my yeah, take, take my favorite warlord, the Gatling blaster, plasma, and laser blaster. So. You know, Warhound, the Void Shields are down. It's trying to run away from this Warlord. It's going to hide behind a building, try to repair itself, right? Instantly play this, Gatling Blaster goes in. And it's already damaged, so I'm targeting. And it just kills the Warhound. And now for the this entire will... round, I have plus one to hit with everything. This would also work with a melee Reaver, because they start backing up to try to get away from your charge, like, you know, like afterwards. Oh, yeah. But nah, there's an extra swing, because go fuck Ooh, yourself. Oh, my God. So charge the Reaver... Hit uh -huh. him in the body. He backs up to get away from you. Hit him in the body again. Or not even yep. he backs up to get away from you. Your weapon can do that. No, but I'm saying like you you attack. Yeah, but... Oh my god, because concussive. Yeah. Oh my god. The... Fisty shit. Yeah. I didn't the, even the think about that. That's a new attack. So... Oh shit. He fucking won two. Okay, I like this a lot. So, so you could like pop pop with the fist. Oh my god. Yes. Oh my god. I didn't even think about that. Wow. Yeah, that's what I started long. thinking about. Because your opponent could say like, oh man, I, I can't back up. Because if I back up or if I go sideways, I'm screwed. All right, I'm going to sit here or I'm going to push my reactor for, for more turns or something. But they can't control they say, Here, if I I'll make back you up do for it. You. Oh, that's mean. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> and what's yeah, nice. I love that. Actually, really. Because there's really always good. that sort of problem. If I push you back, if I wasn't like close enough and I push you back, maybe now I'm out of melee range. This happens immediately. Um, it's that's what I was when thinking. Like, oh, he gets pushed out that. of range. But no, you just immediately make the attack. Yeah. So it means you actually will have that swing. Because there's always that potential honestly, problem. Let's say you charge six inches, right? So that's what an extra two attacks on a power fist. So that's three attacks from a reaver four power attacks. fist, or four attacks from a reaver it's power fist. Two attack. It's two attacks with higher strength. Okay, so we're, we're, hitting, we're, hitting, three, we're gonna yeah. hit with three dice. We're probably wounded with three dice because you need anything but ones. Uh, and then you, I think this would kill a reaver. So if you charge your reaver into a reaver, hit it in the body. And then it, and you push it back or it tries to back up and you hit it again in the body, I think it kills it on average. It, it could. Yeah. Uh, you pair that with a Gatling because on average, if, on you don't finish, if you don't kill it, at that point you've done so much damage to the body, its shields are going to be down. And you finish yeah, off the Gatling. Right. And congrats, everyone gets a plus one to hit now. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. oh no, you've Beautiful. created the body, but the void shields automatically pop. Yeah. Now you... Um... You absolutely take this stratagem. And if, if if anything, even if it doesn't come into play, your opponent, therefore, you force their hand. freaked out. Yeah, they're not making yep. certain moves that they may want to do because of what you did. For one point, me controlling, part of, at least having part of your mind on, oh, oh but if I do that, then that, war ha that, that warlord over there is going to fire, and oh, maybe I won't survive that, and so on. Anything I can do to get into your head and make you play my game and not play your game is a win. 
Yeah. I like that. I agree. Is it, and for one point, it's yes. a mandatory. And I understand why it's one point because it, it yeah. if if you don't have a concussive weapon or if your opponent just doesn't do this, it literally will do you no good. But for one yeah. point, yeah, keep it in your back pocket. And But they, here's the thing. The opponent will always do this because, again, how many times has a Warhound stepped out of your arc but, to try but, to avoid it? But here's the thing. you. But if They you have, have three this, turns, though. So yeah, you would turn. Use their turns. Yeah. yeah. Then you're not backing up and you're not sidestepping. But yeah, no, this is wow. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. That's good. All right, let's let's see what their other one. So this is uh their other stratagem, sent to blood for, for two points. This strategy can be purchased by any Legio Voturum player. Um this strat oh sorry, play this strategy when an enemy Titan suffers critical damage in the combat phase as a result of damage from an attack made by one of your Legio Voturum Titans. As the Attack Titan's activation has ended, you can immediately activate another friendly Legio Volturum Titan that has not yet been activated this combat phase, increasing the chosen reactor's die level by two. This counts as their activation. So if I cause critical damage to you when I'm done, I get to I get to break our you go, I go order, and I get to go with another one of my titans. Oh my um, god, this is really good. Holy yeah, so I guess. I guess Legion Volturum has an auto three stratagem points you're spending. Yep. Because. Yep. Uh, did, did these two pair together better than anything I've seen? Yeah. You, you're you're playing pop pop kills. Gat. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. You're. And then we get to plus one. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Your Legio trade only cares if you kill things. This lets you just do something after critical damage, which if I get to go again. That means there's less of a chance that you get to do something about that. Maybe I do kill you, or you know, maybe when you do go call the week or, or whatever it may be. Like, no, that's that's actually really really good. Like, anytime you can double up on something is worthwhile, and all it takes is critical damage. You could just roll well, roll well on the the first hit, and the rest of them don't do much, anything. I can still then play this, and maybe my other Titan will get the job done. No, I, I really like that. Yeah, no, I love it. That's yeah, nice. I love it. Right, I've got no complaints on this one. Let's see what the let's see about this war gear. I didn't I didn't read the war gear, so let's see if this is any good. So far, it's interesting. Been... I was skimming it. Nice. I was skimming it. It's nice. All right. Um, any because I have a particular Titan. combo in mind. Yeah. Um, that's equipped with Vulcan Mega Bolters or Vulcan Mega Bolter Array. Can upgrade with Storm Frag shells for a cost of twenty five points for Vulcan Mega Bolter and forty five points for the Array. All right. So so expensive expensive increase. Um, each what we- each weapon a titan is armed with has to be upgraded separately. Um, so so I have, well, I'll finish reading, then I'll ask my question. A weapon with this upgrade um, gains the maximal fire trait and increases the negative um, accuracy modifier for weapons long range by one. Um, so zero becomes minus one. So you get less accurate in long range, but you gain maximal fire. Um, mm-hmm. If you had two Vulcan Mega Bolters, could I just upgrade one? Yeah. Okay. You don't have to upgrade both. Yeah, it says okay. upgrade a Vulcan Mega Bolter. Yeah, I assume so, just the way they said. So, I mean, you would definitely never do both. Maximal fire, though, like that's. I Each like one it. you roll is a heat you suffer, but you gain plus two to hit. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah. Um, plus plus two strength. And, the strength. Plus two to. The, the and, strength. strength. And, so, and sixes are still rapid. Here's the thing. Yes. Sixes are still rapid. Here's the thing. There's another stratagem that I believe is one point. That makes maximum fires have a plus um, plus two, makes it a plus four. Yep. 
Ooh. So that's you strength play that. to Mega Bolter. <laughs> strength eight Mega Bolter. Honestly, here's the fun part. I would just fucking put that on a Warlord. I'd put how many how how many shots does the No, you don't put it on Warlord because the Warlord struggles. It's gonna have oh, a minus so one at long range. Yeah. Well no, you get a minus one at long range, which is gonna hurt it a lot. Because it has that small box, right? Yeah. The Warlord base is about five inches wide, and you can't attack things in the first ten inches of distance, unless there are yeah. other warlords. Which but means you have like a one, you have like a two inch strip that you're getting this effectively out the, there. The Vulcan no, Alter array is a ten inch short range. Yeah, mm. so you literally actually don't, unless you're finding warlords, get this without the minus hear one. Me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. But you have the Ziz good on the Warmaster. Yeah, because those are not carapace. Oh, those are tit guns. You're right. Yep. Oh, ew, ew, ew. <laughs> what? The fuck? And at that, and at that point, what's fifty more points? You know. What the fuck? Here's a casual rapid fire strength eight Vulcan Mega Bolter. Yeah, and it's got the track that even if you did roll a shit ton of ones, it's okay. Re- yeah. Strength eight. Vulcan once a game, Mega Bolter with eight. Rapid. Keep that in mind. Once a game. No, not once a game. Uh, and you have to spend no, 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 the other strategy no, points. Like, there goes all your points. No, no, that strategy point, uh, um, Dave, is anytime you maximize. It's a permanent five, upgrade. Oh, it's, oh, it's a permanent upgrade. upgrade. Okay, I didn't realize that. Yes. I'm trying to find, I'm trying to find Overcharge Cannon, page Overcharge 173. Cannon. Thank you. It's on the right side, third one down. Guys, so that two, is two, two order. My God, I hate it. That is a six shot. Strength eight hits on twos, by the way. Oh no, hits on backs on threes because you get a plus one to accuracy at long range with the fucking thing because it's a war master. Um, they get more. What accurate? the fuck? Yeah, well, we, so I know the plasma gun gets more accurate. I'm not sure about the Vulcan mega bolter. Plasma gun hits on um, no short plus one, not long. It's the normal mega bolter because the plasma, the plasma. Everyone what? thought the plasma was a misprint, but it's not. The plasma does get more accurate at yeah, long yeah. range. Yeah. Vulcans want to get accurate. close, but yeah. you at least but have you can fire in close. At least you can still. Yeah. Play yes. Still a fucking rapid fire strength eight. What the fuck? So you would, you would take just one of these in that configuration. Only one of your weapons gets the overcharge you cannon. Need, you don't have to pair but, up yeah, but that's so okay. Plasma. Take a plasma and one, and then a ra- the oh, rapid fire God. strength eight bullshit gun in the. So <laughs> you don't even need the arm guns anymore. Just run a fucking plasma cannon, a plasma gun in one, rip to shreds one of the body parts of whatever you're hitting, and then target with the fucking Vulcan Mega Bolter. Oh, what happened? It took some some critical damage. I guess I'm just activate another Titan. Yeah. Yeah. This oh is this God. is pretty cool. You could do some really. Really interesting things with these guys. I like them. You're gonna love the personal traits. I haven't even looked at the personal traits. The yet. further you get, the more you're gonna love it. All right, well, I- I've been see. skimming so the ahead. First one, holy let's... shit! Experimental vessel. Once per game, when the princess Senoris's Titan is activated in the combat phase, the Titan may immediately repair a single disabled weapon. That that's actually yeah, that's fairly useful. That's really useful. That's nice. Yeah, that's... Really useful, yeah. It, it's a stronger effect of what we saw the other one, where you get to fight with what's broken. No, it's better. Um, enigmatic. At the start of the strategy phase of the first round, the Princeps and Eurus's Titan may be redeployed. Do this before either player issues any orders. 
Um, that Princeps and yours may be placed anywhere that they would normally be allowed to deploy in the mission being played. Powerful. So, okay. Uh, this I'm gonna, is I'm, a huge deal in modern 40K. Yes. Where and that's our, you don't have facings. It's a even bigger deal in this. Yeah. Yes. And I was, I was going to mention 40K. 40K, one of the biggest things you can do is redeploy your army. It's a stratagem. It can be relics. But it's one of the almost, I'm going to say, dare say, mandatory relics or stratagems you play because you don't know who's going first. You know, it's you do it before you know who's going first. This one is... Wait, when do you do this? At the start Before of the strategy orders, phase. But at the start of the first mm -hmm. round. So you should know who's going first. So you know, you who's, know going who's going, going first. Yeah. You know, that's fucking massive. That that's 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 really fucking good. Yeah. Um, because if you also know you're going first, oh my reaver that was behind a building, nah bitch, now it's literally in front of you. Or my war you know, or my warlord. I still love warlords so much. Or my also, warlord. Notice it's before orders, not before strats. You could also fuck with things with strats and then place it as needed. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, that's, yeah. yeah. No, love. Uh, last person. You can line something up, just nuke okay. something, turn one with that. That's nice. Yeah. Um, this one. Oh. All right. Let's see. Merciless. The presence of the princeps within the battle group allows it to purchase the Legio specific stratagem Call the Week multiple times. Although the stratagem may be purchased multiple times, it can only be played once per phase. Call of the week was the one where if they voluntarily or involuntarily sidestep or move back for one point, you get to fire at them. You get well, you get to do yep. something because it could be a close combat weapon. Yeah. Um, yep. Nope. A friend, Amazing. one of your titans gets to do it, and this lets you purchase it multiple times. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Love it. All right. If you so, build into it, that is huge. So let let's say you build into it. Let's say you love this idea. How many times do you buy it? Um, twice. I would say twice. Okay. Twice. Once is nice. The follow-up one is like, oh, come on, man, really? The third time, you're not going to feel the impact as much. No. Third time, you're fucking dead. <laughs> you don't need a third one. They're fucking dead. No, I, I dare say two times. Maybe three if because, you want. Because it's once per phase, I feel like you could pull this trick off twice. Agreed. I don't think three you're, times you're not getting it three times. Around. The, the only way you're getting it more Once than twice because is... you would have to have multiple charge targets yeah. or have a fuck oh, ton so, of so, weight. Okay, so no, the reason I maybe you know I'm gonna make the argument for three. You charge right in the movement phase. Mm -hmm. Let's say you get lucky, push him back. That boom, you play it. Okay, wonderful, excellent. Right, that was the movement phase. They figure ah, you blew your load. They're gonna say, well, no, that they would know your prince of trade. Shooting yeah. phase. No, you could have it again. Shooting phase, okay. let's say he doesn't back up, right? Let's say shooting phase, he doesn't back up. They're not going to back up. It's that simple. Don't ever assume they'll back up. They never will. No, no, no. Let's say shooting phase, he didn't back. Like movement phase, he got, you know, he, he got punched, uh, backed up two inches, but you're still in melee range because you based him, right? This is just, I'm saying Wait, you could be, He could be knocked back three, though, because it's D3. Yeah. Uh, it is D3. But let's say you knock him back two, one or two. That's a that's a 33. You hit him again, <laughs> back him up again. Now you hit it again. That's May two in one. But keep in mind. It's yeah. maybe you back them up. True, I know, but I'm saying it's a one in three that you get it. Yeah, very true. You're you're, you're, but you're going down that... the path of you need too much to happen to be able to do this cool thing. Yes, but it's still it's still awesome. I'm still gonna say it's if awesome if it occurs, if you get every die roll exactly the way you need it, I I think that's why two is the right spot. Because let's face it, if you have more than one copy of this, your opponent is not going to be voluntarily making these movements. 
It's that simple. Well, he doesn't know you have more than one copy either. Well, he you're knows running you this Legio, and you know what princess take you took. True. You took it more. Yeah, you took it at least twice. I know your trade, so you have at least two copies. I'm not voluntarily <laughs> doing any. Of that. I only took it once, bitch. <laughs> but even then, either just way, like I'm still not voluntarily out. making those movements. Yeah. yeah so exactly. that means no, know, you better have a lot of concussive weapons. It, now, if you have a lot, I could see you trying to make the argument for three. But you better have, you know, a, like two power fists and a fist a, reaver like two quake and a quake. Somewhere. Yeah. You need at least three, if not four, concussive weapons. Yeah. Yeah. Because you only have like a one in three chance. Assuming you hit and, and connect and all that kind of stuff, there's only a one in three chance that you get the result that's going to let me shoot again. So... It's good, but yeah, I think it's two. Even with extras, I think you go two. Because it might only be two of your points, but you're only getting like five points. You don't have a lot of points to play with. And and you want that other trait. Yeah, the other that's trait the thing. Is you you, you want to save two for uh, Scent of Blood. Yeah. And that's four out of five. So you have one for like a little perk here or there. Um, or if you're doing the silly thing with the, with the Mega Bolter, that's also two points. Yeah, for that overcharged cannon. So you're so you're doing that. That and sent to blood is four, or yeah, yeah. It, it's a one or the other thing. Unless it's, that unless you have yep. more points, obviously. Uh, they, you these, can't do all three things. These, these guys are cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna say yeah. it out. No, these are. I dare say I dare say that I like them as much as Furion, and I don't say that often because I love Furion a lot and I love a storm the loyalist a lot. Um. Because the storm is one of my more favorite ones, um, but I dare say that these guys are pretty damn cool. That these are these are. Also, find the downside. Want to go back for five seconds? Remember the really weird Nurgly one, right? That we were talking about. Yeah, Mordaxus. Yeah, give him spit. Give the Warhound spit. That's what uh, Josh does. He takes Warhounds with spit spit on them, and you spit out a uh, strength five flamer template. But it's a uh, fusion, so you roll a D10 on the armor. Right. It's D3 flamer hits. So, I'm just going back because I'm, I'm just about, like you know right. within four six inches. I still like just because you're already the shit out of them. Yeah, but anyway, back to this. Yeah, no, I like the Gore Crows. I like the Gore Crows a lot. They they're really cool. Definitely up there on the cool level. And if I didn't oh, yeah. play Furians, I'd probably play Gore Crows just because I have a Dark Mechanicum Force that is uh, Scoria. Yeah, it would be it would be very fitting for you. Absolutely. Well, that's what it, you know me. I have an epic custodies force. I have like I try to match my armies as oh, much as possible. We still just got to break you out of knowing things about stuff that isn't your particular armies. But no, I don't know anything. I only play Furion, so I not so far I've not played any of these. But Gorkros, definitely something I like. I think what we're gonna have to do at some point when we have some time is a series of things and just different legios you know we're sitting here talking about all these actually try them out and yeah. just see how it actually goes I think that around with the, with the triple volcano cannon honestly <laughs> dan let's do this on saturday there you go don't don't run to be fair i did try the triple volcano cannon uh warbringer but it was again legio Furion, and it was fucking hilarious i did die um, I will preface right. this by saying I did fucking die, even with Frozen Soul. Uh, that was only because I rolled three doubles in one turn. Um, and I actually rolled four doubles because I shot the weapon again. 
I was like, I can't roll a double again. And I did. Um, but yeah, no, it, it was actually quite fun. This is, uh, yeah. Anyway. No, that would actually be, that would be interesting. Cause there's nothing that says that, that like run it as something else to try out something else. That's interesting. Yeah. You know, see, see what you think of it. Cause then I do want to start, I am scouring for it. Oh man. The podcasters are going to go fucking PM you on this shit. Um, I am looking for a, another Titan Legion to buy. Um, there was one beautiful really? Titan Legion I saw on Facebook. No, what you need um, is Legion Star Wars. Get some Star Wars. No, get the fuck out of here. I, first of all, I already started Infinity. Okay, here's one... the other thing. You know, what, it, it's it's good if we play more similar games because that makes better content. Very true. I understand. Yeah. But are Ewoks troops yet? No. Okay. Not wrong. yet. Those boxes haven't released yet. Exactly. Okay. Then, okay. Then, although the other <laughs> thing, apparently now they're th- some of them are looking at is conquest. So we'll see. Oh no! I don't. No! 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 I, I can't George do it. Tell me on that. I hated it. I don't. So I don't know anything look about it. I'll tell you the truth. I'm so sorry. The models are, it's, it's basically fantasy. It's a quicker version of Warhammer Fantasy with more realism. Oh, the models look fucking fantastic. I'm not going to diss the people who made the models. They are beautiful with a capital beautiful. Why the fuck are they on twenty mil circles? The models are huge. They're they're literally bigger than Chaos Warriors, and they're stuck on twenty mil circles. Now, mind you, you put them in formation trays, so it's fine. Yeah, it's for ranking it, like, purposes. That's the only reason. Why. Yeah, it just it fucking oh my god! It like you have this big, bulky, beautiful Viking-looking model, and it's like a twenty mil base. What the actual? Fuck? It it like it angers me. You want to put just, models on? I feel clear like I'm bases. the only person in the world. Actually, no, because think about it this way. We were talking about Infinity, and Dexter was laughing at me. Um, uh, not because I was buying versatile name ter- nameplates for my Infinity, but because I was like, why the fuck is this big, bulky monkey, like, s- size 2 monkey, on a 25 mil base? Literally, the feet barely go on the butt base. Barely go on the base. Uh, it's it's just a holdover for what they did. They haven't really decided to rethink yeah. the base, but also because remember, in Infinity, base size matters. You know, it's 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 a measurement tool. Your model is essentially the cool looking thing. You are a base with a silhouette. That is really yeah. what you are. So, like the reason they haven't changed it is probably because it. My assumption would be through play testing, they figured out, man, if we change this, that's just bad for game. Like it doesn't so, work yeah, well in the monkeys, game. Yeah, the monkeys are not great at getting shot at. Um, I'm actually Dex is laughing. He goes, "Only Dan would model for disadvantage." And I'm like, "Fuck you guys! I do what I want because it's cool." But <laughs> um, no, it's just like some most Infinity models look great on a 25 mil base because they're super. They look, you know, they're super skinny, realistic humanism. Yeah. Um, but the monkeys, the monkeys are thick. Like they're there. They're custodies sized, essentially, almost custodies sized, and they're on like a twenty-five mil base, and it's like, oof, oof. All right. How do we even... go? What? Yeah, what was no, I said I don't know how we got on basing. Because <laughs> like, uh, that is your obsession right now, and that'll do it for us tonight. As always, I want to thank everyone for either listening or watching, depending on if you're catching this on any podcatcher that you use, or if you're watching this on the YouTube channel. As always, things like comments like subscribes or reviews all of that depending on the particular medium helps us greatly on behalf of everyone here has some good hobby and some great gaming